Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with another brand new episode. Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, wherever you're listening in the world. We just hit South Africa yesterday, you guys. We hit Japan, we hit Brisbane, we hit Sydney. Am I doing this right? Am I saying the continents in order with the states? Because I'm American. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to geography. Fun fact, I had a geography course at ASU. I dropped out like the first day because I was like, there's no fucking way there's other things out there. I don't know what this is. I was looking at the map of Hungary. I thought it was Germany. I don't know. But today (laughs) we have a special guest, Daniel. Yes. hello, Hello. Hey, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing swell. And I chose you to come on today. I'm glad you're, glad you're doing this well. But I chose you to come on today because you have overcome shyness, I hear. Uh, yes, in, in a lot of aspects of my life, yes. I would argue that. That's really cool. I am obsessed with this guy named Ricky Hill. He's a rapper. Okay. He's Tommy Hilfiger's son. Interesting. That's an interesting career path concern. Yeah. Right. Clothing line? Yeah, I'm going to be a rapper. Right, right. You got your whole world handed to you, and you want to act like you started from nothing? Yeah, hey, that's, hey. Whatever. When, when you're rich, you can do that. Yes, each his own. They cosplay poor. We, hey, ever since Kanye came out, everyone loved dressing bummy, so. No, that, that's true. $400 moon boots. Remember, you know what's crazy? It costs $400 to buy a shirt with some holes in it. You know, you know where you get that? Just growing up. I used to put holes in my own shirt. And think like this is steezy. Oh, you, you were on like the Avril Lavigne skater girl, weren't you? Totally. Oh man, see, yeah, okay. that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I like having everything intact. No, I was I was a goth kid, and I had the little fingers <laughs> and the little. Oh yeah, with the nothing's changed, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him my brittle fingernails. Why is a full set of gel eighty dollars? Why does my feet cost a hundred and twenty dollars? Hey. Why does the gel on my feet last longer than the gel on my hand? This hey. is not economic. Inflation is wild. I was listening to a TikTok yesterday where it's like, how come no one's gonna bring up the fact that wraps cost eighty dollars now? Like if you get a box of box of wraps, it used to be thirty. Wait, of like Dutch? Yeah, Dutch, Swisher Sweets, all that shit. Because I haven't bought blunts in a long time. Because I'm all about bro. The because inf- I'm new money. I now. do know about that though, because my dad and myself we are very, uh, very weed inclined. Uh, sorry, we're very sophisticated about what we smoke. Okay, you're uh, connoisseurs. There, there's a shortage. There's a shortage in wraps. But because of that, there's inflation <laughs> to it. It's no bullshit. I used to be able to buy my my dad a box of Swisher Sweet wraps because he prefers his chocolates because that's what he grew up on. Even if he gets the finest of top shelf weed, he still wants to smoke it in a Swisher Sweet chocolate. You That's can, cool. You get to buy stuff for your dad. Like yeah, that. no, it is. It, it is a fun relationship. But it, I used to buy him a box for Father's Day for like 25 bucks. No, it's not like that anymore. Now there's not even chocolates anymore. There's, there's a sh- chocolate shortage. I'm sure people will, <laughs> if they're true smokers, they'll know. There's a, there's a Swisher Sweet chocolate shortage. <laughs> and I feel like that needs to be brought to attention more than some of our political things right now. Tim Yaldo, owner of Smoky Smoke Shop on 83rd <laughs> Lower Buckeye. If you're listening, I need you to order. I need you to do what you do and talk to your Habibis over on the internet <laughs> and order chocolate squishers because there's a shortage. And I know you know what you know and how to get that. That sounds like an issue. It, it, hey, it's, it's, the, you know, it's the smokers pandemic. The smokers pandemic. So let me tell you what happened at the Ricky Hill concert last okay. Wednesday. Yes. So I... As someone, as a woman obsessed, I'm looking on his stories. I'm like, who is this chick? He's got a new girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's been a while. His last girlfriend was Rita Ora. 
Hey, good for him. <laughs> so he's, so like, say. no disrespect to this to this woman, but she's not real war. I think she's twenty one. Mm. I think she's twenty. I'm not trying to bash on her age. She she was in the twenty one section, so she how much she must have been twenty one. But like, she knows a musician. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking the musician, so she might have gotten in the back on some access shit. That's a, a because she looks house. eighteen. I was about to say, I, I don't look my age, so I could have been in that 21 section. The point is, is like, I waited for him, because I don't listen to his music. I just like the way he looks. <laughs> so I'm going through this awful noise all night, and he's got three openers who were just <laughs> awful. Awful. And they're like... So, okay, what kind of rap was it? I just, I gotta know. Okay, he's a white boy, right? Uh-huh. Full-on white boy. He even said it in one of his raps. Don't tell me this man does, like, drill or something. He that doesn't would, do drill. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting old. What is drill? Drill is, so that's like, ah, oh man, I don't want to mess this up because people are going to hear this. But drill, at least from what I know, I love music, but I'm just not into drill rap. That's just not me personally. love any sort of other kind of rap. But drill is kind of more like the New York, like pop smoke kind of thing. It basically, drill originated in England. That was that was a UK rapper thing. Oh, so, so like. And it slowly kind of worked its way into American culture and American rapping now. What's that um, British rapper, Baka? Oh, uh, I I think you're close there. I know Skepta. Skepta's who yeah, I, like, yeah, 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 so, yeah. He was so, on Drake's album. So, yes. Yeah, so, Skepta, I'm not going to say he's the originator. I know Drill has been around. But that, that's yeah. his style but of like, uh, He was uh, probably the first more like American popular UK rapper who most, more majority of the music at the time was more Drill based. Mm. And it just slowly started kind of, you know, how we bounced from England to, you know, the Boston area and the East Coast. That's kind of what Drill did. Drill, you know, made its way across the new world. Okay, he's uh, definitely not that hard. Oh. He's definitely, he's more of a Night Lavelle Bones, not really like Suicide Boy. Oh, okay. Like, like, okay. like Young Lean. Like, okay, so like, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. Like <laughs> raps about their overdoses and. Mm. <laughs> Hey, nothing. Hey, nothing against that kind of music. That and their and their ex girlfriends who died of heroin, and <laughs> they rap about growing up in the suburbs. And I'm like, this is totally unrelatable. Oh my god. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of a good compare on a scale from emo kid picking up a mic to Lil Peep. Where do you stand? Picking up the mic to Lil like just it's just random emo kid. He wants to be Lil Peep. He's like. <sighs> I showed this guy on the day of the concert, because I, I, I'm really close to the butt tenders at Little Debbie's on 27th. Gotcha. So, one of them is from Boston. And he's, so his point of view is very East Coast. He can call out a bunch of, like, West Coast bullshit. So, like, he saw Ricky Hill, a picture of him. He's like, you like this guy? I just want to be a little peep. And, like, it just clicked to yeah. me. I'm like, his whole image is little peep. Hey, that, that's, that's what's in now. I mean, look at Machine Gun Kelly. That's a perfect example. That is a per- I don't understand that. I saw them at the Barbie movie. Is it called the Barbie movie? Are we not allowed to call it the Barbie movie? It's the Barbie movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I've just I've seen so many weird things about him and Megan Fox. I remember when he was a rapper rapper. Now he's... I don't even know how to describe it. So can he play that guitar? Can he play guitar? I, no, he, like, he's actually super musically inclined. Like he, oh. he, he is he is a phenomenal artist for what he's doing. I just so found he's it, not like a puppet? Because he looks like a puppet to me. No, he looks he, like a... Like a like a Britney Spears. <laughs> no, he's he's actually really skilled at like the stuff he. I'm not saying I don't like. He just he. I give him his credit where it's due. I just found and very musically inclined instruments and all that. I just found it shocking that he went from 
trying to be, you know, like the hard white boy rapper kind of like all, everyone always compared him to Eminem and all that stuff. Really? Well, because he was the closest thing of a white person who could like rap rap and i'm not saying but like, like eminem trashed his baby mother to the point where it was uncomfortable for the whole country that's also true but he wasn't i don't know it's a tough way to describe it just because i've never really been in, into him musically mm. because i just always found better of what he did mm. but there he had a market when he was a rapper and that market was very loyal to him yeah I and remember, then yep. i remember he had the whole beef with eminem and eminem did kind of sun him um I always laugh at the jokes on Twitter where it's like Eminem made this guy change genres. That's how bad he got. I went viral on Twitter on accident when Drake was trying to beef with Eminem. <laughs> I said, anybody who thinks Drake is better than Eminem is 16 and never listened to Stan. Yeah, hey, you got a point. You got a point. Because it's like, if you heard Stan, you know, you, you hear the sample of the Ditto song and you're like, oh, this is hard. And then you're like, oh, he's he's writing in like a third, third, third mm-hmm. person's perspective. Uh, I, I've always argued and like whenever they talk about top rappers and stuff and they bring up Drake. In some ways, I don't even consider Drake a rapper anymore. I like I always tell people like, OK, who's a better rapper? Kendrick or Drake? Kanye or Drake? J. Cole? You know, they always bring up. Drake has no depth. He's very like. But what I'll say is he might not be the best rapper in terms of flow and even his flow and lyricism has always been good. But like in terms of like, you know, he's not going to tell an amazing story to the right. depth that Kendrick Dr- can or can. stuff. like. But I will always say he's the best artist. Yeah. He knows how to sell himself. He knows how to make music. Like, he, he just knows how to stay relevant, Have stay you ever popular. seen Drake? I, I would love to if those tickets were a lot cheaper. <laughs> what are they the last time you checked? Oh, my God. I think the last time I could totally be wrong because I haven't gone to many concerts in a while. But, I mean, nosebleeds are probably a buck fifty. Mm. And this man's selling out, you know, damn near football stadiums, NBA stadiums, stuff like that. So, like... For the playoffs, can't say that for the Suns because the Suns were expensive because they were really riding on the Suns being good this year. And I'm a hometown Phoenix Rays kid, and those tickets are still too expensive. They're really trying to make up for all that you know renovation they did. But 150 for nosebleeds for a sports game is kind of outrageous. For a concert is definitely outrageous. Like it for nosebleeds, even Beyonce was. 50 for nosebleed she wasn't 150 i mean hey you know they're making money off it i give it to them yeah i i like when artists or comedians or whatever they will keep their tickets the same price because they're like i want all my fans to be here i want someone who lives this lifestyle who's a fan of me to be there if he's not you know financially capable to buy that 150 dollar nosebleed seat that's why my tickets are 20 so i can get as my because Sometimes a lot of the diehard ride or die fans can't afford those tickets. Mm-mm. And so artists who recognize that and are personable enough and aren't like super money hungry, but at the same time, chase your bag. They're like, I want the people who actually listen to me and believe what I say and relate to what I say to be there. I think Drake does and doesn't care about that because he knows he's just making music for people to have fun. And, you know, and, you know, and to be fair, at least nowadays, he can charge that and he knows that people maybe, are gonna maybe people are going to buy it. People are going to exactly. buy it. People are going to buy it. That's what happens when you have that kind of popularity and notoriety is. And he is someone who always pushes the needle, pushes the envelope. He sets the trends for music and stuff like that. Yeah, it's he'll like, start a beef just to sell some records. Like, you know, yeah. I know there's uh, there's been a lot of controversy over... Oh, the beefs are correct. But there's been a lot of controversy over his last album because it was 
dance hall and club. Like, it wasn't what the Drake we all want. I get that. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I want Drake to rap on an album like everyone else. I want my petty anthems. And I think that's what I I, got a one album of one dance. I feel like, I feel, hey, but here's the thing though. And one dance was good. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a situational album. Yes. If you are listening to that where your homie smoked up, just no. (laughs) No. No. So what's the situation? Set the vibe. Uh, It's definitely, there's definitely got to be a multitude of people around. There's got to be almost a party setting, club setting, just a night out. Just where the vibe and energy is good and lively and more importantly, if girls are around. Okay. In a good ratio, right? Yes, in a good ratio, you just... I saw a funny ass tweet where it's like Drake made this album for people with a 700 plus credit score uh, or Drake made this album for people who party on rooftops and boats. Oh. But like, you're not wrong because that's the vibe I think of when I hear that album is like, all right, I'm on the beach. It's his dance hall stuff. Except he just made a more album of it. I got nothing against it. I still like some of the songs. I feel like we'll look back at this a year ago and be like, damn, that album was amazing. I feel like to be fair... With the album releases that I've been through with Drake, there, are, I feel like the response is kind of similar of what we hated at first. I just think we've been so spoiled. Yeah. There's been a lot of good music coming out lately. Even just for like the top artists. Like even people didn't like Kendrick's album that much. Really? I loved it. I loved it. I always love it. It's always an experience for me. I stop what I'm doing. Because like with Kendrick and me, like... It's thought-provoking. Makes exactly. It, yeah, yeah, I but, know I'm going to have an experience. I know I'm going to probably cry or laugh or, and, like, and something. It's, uh, I, again, laughing at tweets and stuff and TikToks, but I saw Tyler, the Creator, did an interview. And, Tay, hey, I love Tyler, the Creator. His music is amazing. I hate his music, but I like him. Oh, that, uh, we can get on that later. But I love, right. I love how he's changed as... He's changed as an artist the right way, where I feel like Machine Gun Kelly didn't change okay. the right way. Like, he, okay. he transcended his music... In a more, like, personable way versus, like, I'm just trying to make money. Like, I feel like Machine Gun Kelly did more of that. But where I'm getting with all this is, like, we've been, we've hyped up Kanye's album. We hyped up Drake's album. We hyped up, you know, J. Cole Kendrick. We overhyped them so much because of what they released in the past that we wanted to compare to that. To where on our first listen, we're like, "Ah, I I wanted more. Yeah, because the way I, when Kanye comes out with his projects, like, for example, The Life of Pablo, I thought it was great on its own. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic piece of work. But people were comparing it to 808s and Heartbreaks. And I'm just like, you guys always do that. They always compare it to the discography. Like, J. Cole will never, in a million of people's eyes, they will, J. Cole will never top 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Everyone puts that as his pinnacle. And because he kind of yeah. topped out so quickly with in terms of the mainstream stuff, people didn't like For Your Eyes Only when I think that's his best work in terms of what he did uh, in terms of storytelling and stuff. It's like, the Michael Jackson thriller curse. Yeah, like it, it's, it's exactly. It's you're never going to live up to your best or you're never going to live up to what your last release was. Like mm-hmm. Damn was a phenomenal album by Kendrick. It won so many awards. People were like, oh, I need something Damn or Good Kids Mad City. But this album was more... Uh, why can't I think of it all of a sudden to Pimp a Butterfly? Yeah, where no one was really feeling it as much. You're not gonna replay it as much, but as a story from you know index to summary, it's a great album. Yeah, and it's probably one of his most complex albums. People too. are just mad because they can't listen to some of those songs 
on an everyday basis. They can't shake their ass or speed to yeah, it. Yeah, like the uh, like there's there's a couple songs on 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 Kendrick's album that are great. You know, popular. The one with Blast. I'm a, I'm a Blast diehard fan. That I hope he gets more notoriety. I'm hoping I'm going to his concert. He got on Kendrick's album, boosted him up. But that was one of the songs where like, okay, we can play this everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you're not gonna play. <laughs> you're not gonna play some of the songs he had on that album. Why am I slipping on names? This is what happens when you smoke weed, people. Um, exactly what I tell my audience. And then when I space, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys going to do with me? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no one's going to listen to Mr. Morale. That's one of the songs. Like, no one's going to listen to that stuff. No one's going to listen to the the aunt song that he had where he's talking about his uncle becoming an aunt or vice versa. Like, no no one's going to listen to that yeah. on a Sunday morning drive. Like, right. no, no. They're going to listen to anything else. I like... I'm probably saying it wrong, but N95. N95, like that was another one that was You popular. out of pocket. I was like, ooh. It's just that when he does his like I love crackhead rapper, little too. stuff. Uh, I love when I rapper love shit talks. Oh, I love it when he when like, Kendrick gets all like, when he gets all crackhead. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When he starts like getting Yeah, and he starts up, doing his voices. Ah, yeah. And I'm just like, give it to me. I love it. I, I love it when he gets crazy. I would like, it sucks that I have to relate it to the song, but like I always think of like Goosebumps Kendrick. On Travis Scott, where he's like changing his voice, like he Kendrick has many voices. Where I feel like going back to Drake, people like certain Drakes. Like I am a fan of shit talking Drake. Like not just the pettiness, but I'm talking like him on wasting time with Brent Fias, him on Churchill Downs, like songs where he just talks shit and bosses up on people. I love that Drake. Certain <laughs> people love sad feels Drake, Lover Boy Drake. Like the, I, there's there's layers to it. Like I still think Best I Ever Had is the best song ever. That's just me, but. I can listen, I understand why people love shit-talking Drake, rapping Drake, you know, this Drake. Not many people like Dancehall Drake. I like Dancehall Drake, but I like Dancehall Drake when it's, like, sprinkled on top. Yeah, so, like, that's why Passion Fruit and stuff like that yeah, got popular. Yeah, Feel No Ways. I yeah, love I love, no I hate that TikTok ruined that song, though. I can't. Did they, what do they do? Do they speed it up, slow no, it down? No, okay, to be fair, it's funny. I love the TikToks. There's this, like, uh, filter of this, like, weird-looking dude. I forget the name of it. This is why I... I can't watch i can't watch this shit when i'm high because i'm never gonna remember the details of it but there's this filter of this like this ugly like boy dude alien looking thing dancing and they oh, ha- is it like- and they <laughs> ha- and they happen to put feel no ways as the song that he was dancing to oh i killed it and so now like the, the tiktoks are hilarious though it it's like me hyping up my ugly friend at the club and they put that filter and that in his both of them dancing <laughs> And they're not even, like, it's not even to a part of Feel No Ways where, like, the lyrics, like, are meaningful. It's, like, kind of just, like, around the hook. But, like, it's a little Yeah, it's just where the, where the drums are doing their thing, and it's more, like, I should groovy. be downtown, we've on the way. What kills me about TikTok ruining music is people, like, that sound got popular uh, right when Drake released Honestly Nevermind. So people thought that Feel No Ways was, was on, on Honestly Nevermind. Never mind. Oh. And that killed me because like one you didn't that's too it's too that album came out too soon like how old am i six years ago yeah came out six years ago and like it's because like i could i could give the younger people or people who don't know some credit if that song came out 20 years ago yeah yeah you know but it came out like there's so like there's people who are making memes about drake's album saying like drake made you know this album for blah 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 while having feel no ways as the sound you know some people are comparing are calling younger people are calling lana del rey like nan like better than nancy sinatra 
Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I don't like that. And, like, some people think that Lana Del Rey is a, is a lot older than she is. Yeah, you'd assume so with, <laughs> yeah, how, you know, what yeah. she makes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I found these teenage... Because, like, someone put my TikTok name on Roblox. <laughs> and... All these kids started adding me. I went from 14 uh, followers hell. to 1,400. Uh, and hey, like the Roblox community strong. I didn't know what Roblox was. Until my little brother had explained to me. It, that, it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's like kind of like another Minecraft in a way. But it's, it, I feel like it's a lot more cult follow-y than... <laughs> it was insane. It was a Minecraft. bunch of like frogs and shit. Like. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's a different kind of video game, to put it like that. And, like, a lot of the... I thought... I was like, this is spam. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and then... But they were like... I started following them back. And then I started uh, looking, and they're regular kids. And I'm just like, I can't be on here. Yeah, that, yeah. I can't be on here. They're, like, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. But I know we're, like, way, 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 way deep. But back to that concert. Oh, I know. Yeah, we really went on. I saw his girlfriend, and I left. Because I was just like, well, there goes me sucking his dick. <laughs> I was like, there goes everything. So I left in the middle of a set. It's like, damn, my titties ain't getting sucked tonight. That's a, <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. So I left. I saw her and I left. And I was like, I hit the wall. And I'm like, you're 26. You didn't hit the wall yet. You're in the danger zone. But like, you didn't hit the wall. And I'm like, I hit the wall. You hit the wall. You hit the wall, Candace. You're leaving the concert without Ricky. What's going on? You had one job. Hey, every 90s rom-com would have loved that plot. You had one job, Candace. And then so I get home and I get on his story. Guess you signed shirts, merch, taking pictures with fans. And you missed out. And I missed out because I was too shy. So what should I have done? Because oh, my man. goal was the second day. But if he had a girlfriend, <laughs> if he had a girlfriend, my goal was to just be like, because he already follows me on Twitter. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, he used to follow me on Instagram. Like, we used to Snapchat each other. But, like, I got a new Snapchat number, lost it. He went through a weird depression where he, like, got off social media for years. Mm-hmm. And then he's been back and better. But, like, the point is we're not married. Hey. The point is... He's with some twink. I'm 26. <laughs> He's 30. His rap He used to chill with The weekend when The weekend was still underground. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Ricky is due. I mean, he may not be a good rapper in the grand scheme of things, but with he put in a lot so, of time. Okay, so so you hear all that you're saying right now, right? It's it's all the unknown. Okay. That, right. that I feel like that in my past or at least when I started, like, understanding, like, being shy was something that needed to be worked on, is you always thought about the unknown. Yes, and that's I my issue. And I am a problem solver of a human, so okay. I like the unknown to be known. Okay. And I feel like that's always been something that I've battled with, like, in terms of trying to overcome shyness. I'm, I'm a natural overreactor. I'm a natural overthinker. Like, that's just kind of how I am. But I was so sick and tired of what if. Because, mm. like, you know, you see a cute girl and you're like, and you're so nervous to go up to her. I'm like, ah, oh, man, should I do it? Should I not? And then I'm back at home a couple hours later. I'm like, man, what? Why? Why didn't I? What if? What? What? What if I went? And you know? And then you start building that fantasy that you were. Yeah, and what frustrated me is that like the day before, I like went shopping and I got a good outfit. Yeah. And it's just like I fasted. But- I did all these things, and then when it came down to it, I was 
It wasn't that I was jealous. It was that I was too shy because so she was there. So then what if you met him and you realize he's not your guy anymore? Right. And I could have been way off in a better but, position. But see, then you would have wasted all that time thinking of the what if. So I, I've always gone with like, all right, I'd rather deal, deal, I'd rather deal with at least I tried versus what if. Or, I, you know, jokingly, the no regrets. Like, uh-huh. it, there's nothing wrong with just shooting your shot. Or there's nothing wrong in terms of just being, uh, of, of you know, trying to get over shyness. Like, you just never know. And yeah. do you want to live with the unknown? Or do you want to just, you know, hey, at least I tried. At least I said this. You know, worst they can say no. It always goes back and forth on stuff. Uh, I, I just think the, the best. How do you handle rejection? I it, okay. It depends on who. <laughs> so let's say I let's say let's say that night I let's say that night I let's say he didn't have a girlfriend. I stayed through his whole set, shot my shot, nothing happened. But let, let's let's not do a musician who's unattainable. Okay. Let's do like a regular guy. Uh, I mean, a guy that I had a crush on in high school back in the day. He's newly single. I shoot my shot. I get rejected. Hey, now you know. Now, okay. Now you know. That's, That's I, what I'm trying to get. You can't get too mad at rejection. Being someone who, you know, played sports growing up, move on to your next shot. Okay. Move on to your next at bat. Hey, okay. if you miss it, go make the next one. That's... You know, okay. that, that's, that's kind of always been my thing. Uh, I feel like the, uh, again, you know, sometimes it hurts. Maybe there's, you know, been some feelings involved or you get more emotionally attached that way. Hey, everyone takes that rejection badly. Cause you're like, man, why did I get my emotions pent up? But if you don't know how you guys stand or how you guys feel and you're just like, Hey, I think you're cute. We should go out. I think you're beautiful. I mean, take you out sometime. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not interested. It's like, all right. Hey, I tried. Uh-huh. I tried. Hey, maybe I'm just not as tight. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, you know, keep going from there. If you could say something to someone who's a chronic ghoster. <laughs> and because, like, there's someone who has to handle being rejected and there's someone that has to do the rejecting. Yeah, that's true. How, what would you say to... How, what would, what's the best way to reject somebody? Man, there really is no right way, unfortunately. Okay, what is, like... What's something you really shouldn't do? Okay, uh, obviously don't play the long game and string them along. Uh, okay. We don't like being played and used. Yeah. Then, you know, let's grow up past that. If you're feeling a certain way, say those feelings. Don't be like, oh, maybe they'll come back. I hate that. You know, if you're going to cut someone off, cut it off. Don't, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. It's going to hurt their feelings the longer you keep it going and the more you play them. Just end it. At the same, so, uh, you know, don't lead them on. At the same time, don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. Uh, if you're not into someone or you're breaking up with someone, you don't. Hey, I understand we're a petty era. We're very, <laughs> we are. We're, and like, I just feel like the younger they get, the more vicious hey, they get. Hey, because hey, we, 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 we some dogs. <laughs> we, we some dogs. That's what it is. We, this is the the petty kings and queens era. Uh, if you if the basically, you know, I'm, I've been a believer of eye for an eye or yin yang. I've mm-hmm. always been that person. This era is, oh, you going to cross me? Okay, not only am I going to cross you, but I'm going to, like, defame. Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to just ruin you. I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to cancel you. I'm going <laughs> to not only reject you, but I'm going to reject your whole friend group, your family. I'm going to call your dog ugly. Like, they, <laughs> they, just, they just go for everything. This is the most cutthroat, go for the throat generation online. <laughs> I'm specifying online. But in person, they can't fight. Not I've, a, never, I've never seen... Hey, COVID messed us up, man. 
COVID messes. We are very. Uh, we don't like dealing with stuff anymore. Personal space. We we don't like. We we just, we just hate that awkward. We hate awkwardness and anxiety. This is a very anxi- anxiety ridden generation. This is like this is why as a guy or just in general we beg for a woman who will speak up for us if our order's wrong because. <laughs> Because we are a very non-confrontational era, we like to. So we we at this generation of like the now like what sixteen to twenty six era is the most non-confrontational group possible. We rather sit back and just let whatever's happening happen Uh rather than actually address the issue. If it's something that's personal, but but even down to your food order, why? Because it's awkward and you don't want to. You don't want to have someone do extra work and that makes you feel bad? Well, you know, it's like, hey, maybe they're having a tough day. Fuck that! <laughs> hey, well, I will say it depends, though. It, it definitely depends because, you know, if... I I will say it depends who you're with. If I'm just with my homeboys and we, you know, get some food and they mess it up, I'm like, oh, I don't care, you know, whatever. Yeah. But let's say I'm on a date with a girl and yeah. they mess up my food. I'm like, those motherfuckers, man. I, now I got to look like I'm picky. <laughs> Now I like now she's gonna. Why aren't you eating that? Oh, you don't like lettuce or like. You don't like it's lettuce. not that I don't like lettuce. Maybe I just want a burger without lettuce right now. Like whether maybe it the is, lettuce is soggy. Hey, hey, the, people need to learn how to cut lettuce. That's for damn sure. I should not be having to taste the damn stem or root. The and whole I don't time. want white lettuce. I want green lettuce. That, that too. But hey, that's that's why I feel bad. It, it, that's the social. It's not even feeling bad for them. Uh-huh. It's more so feeling bad that you're about to receive some judgment you probably wouldn't have if they gave you the right order. Because you're like, you know, if you're on you're on a date with someone, you're trying to impress someone. You're like, man, I didn't want I didn't want onions. What? But the onions are mixed in the food. I can't just pull out the onions. One, I just gotta eat it. And then you sit there having the worst meal of your life because I got onions. And you didn't order onions. But you're not going to peel all the onions out because you're trying to impress this girl and not make yourself look like a weirdo. And then your breast smells like onions. Yeah. And then, oh man, it's, it's bad. But, okay. We'll say this, though. What? And this goes back to the whole shyness thing. False confidence works. It do- Really? False confidence 100% works. If you, like, to a degree, obviously. Okay. But false confidence, at least in my, you know life i've always seen the stuff like if you act the part you'll get the part like there's the whole bunch of stuff Mm. but false confidence will eventually turn into real confidence and all it takes is just that one time of success because then it builds the ego builds you up so i'm not gonna say act like a completely different person but just you know show a little confidence show that you maybe you're walking a little different you got a good strut if once you kind of once you kind of start receiving compliments or positive energy from false confidence or false bravado or whatever it's some it literally turns like oh man that's working mm-hmm. and like, okay let me try this is this work okay no all right cool i'm gonna do the, oh that's working cool i'm gonna start st- less that, that's how a lot of guys will find their style or mm. that, that i feel like fashion's a good thing like that that's the perfect way to describe it is you got to be bold to make some fashion decisions here and there when i went natural with my hair it was like to other people not to me i wasn't trying to make a statement i wasn't like I'm BLM till I die now. You know what I mean? I'm a, yeah. you know what I mean? Like to other people, I was making a political statement, but I was like, I'm trying to preserve my hair. Yeah, man. I I'm just... trying to take care of my health. Cause putting heat on black girl hair is not natural. We're not yeah. meant to have straight hair. We're not. Yeah. And it's just like, 
I want I wanted to like grow my hair because the stuff I was doing to my hair wasn't allowing it to look good the way it naturally looked. So I did have an awkward face for a long time. But like wearing my hair like this, I had to fake it to yeah. to like walk outside and to yeah. feel okay. Yeah, so that that that's where again it's kind of that fine line of how like you always want to stay true to yourself. You don't mm-hmm. want to completely branch out and like, you know, basically create a whole new personality. But it's like, you know, figure out your strengths and your weaknesses, kind of like we were talking about, you know, back before we even started recording. But you, you find your strengths and your weaknesses and you become self-aware, which is the toughest thing for people to do is to become self-aware. It's because we rather most of the time we rather deflect all of our negative energy and stuff that's wrong about us on our parents or how we grew up or what's around us we just we always like to put the blame on someone else. yeah the moment you could admit hey this is what i got that's good about me this is what i got that's bad about me this is how i look this is the market i kind of like you just got to be very realistic with realistic yourself. uh you know i know that you know the music artist you're like oh he's unattainable what you never know because he didn't go up you, you decided to leave Maybe you're attainable in his eyes. Maybe maybe you were sought after in his eyes. You're just never going to know if you just sit back and think rather than do. Mm-hmm. And so... Because I, I never want to be in this position again, whether it's Ricky Hill or it's a certain job or it's... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever opportunity. I don't want to, like, be like, ooh, maybe I'm not meant for that or, like, have just have that lack of confidence. Be like... Being shy, uh, I mean, being it, afraid of it almost. I, I mean, it's it's natural for everyone to have some sort of shyness. I mean, I'm, I'd argue I'm a pretty extroverted guy, but I still have my introverted tendencies. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Everyone has you know part, a part of themselves where they feel more sheltered or secluded, or they don't want to branch out that much. That's why against focus, like no, know your lane. People say that in a more negative way nowadays when trying to roast each other. But if you know where you stand and you could admit to yourself, hey, these are my strengths, my weaknesses. This is where I shine bright, you know, whatever. You know, a lot, I found out a lot of people like this certain aspect of me. Mm-hmm. Build on that. There's a, like nowadays, what we were talking about earlier, there's a market for everyone. There's a market for everything. Maybe you just haven't found your market yet. And you're not going to know if you're just shy sitting back. Right. You, you, you know, you got to take your chances. You got to take your lumps. It, it's gambling in a way. You'll win some, you lose some. Yeah. And I will say that nervousness. That I, because there, there was, before I saw the girl, or whatever, there was like butterflies in the stomach, like, oh, what if yeah, there's an opportunity? Yeah. But the feeling of, oh man, it could have happened, or oh man, he was there, oh. oh man, that sat with me unsuddenly for hours and it kept me up all night. Mm-hmm. And that is that feeling of what if I don't want to go through that again. I, so that's why I'm glad you're here. So, like, because you did provide me with a lot of insight, like the whole fake confidence thing, the whole like I'm, I'm basically mind reading. You know what I mean? When that's not possible. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah. Um, or so, overthinking everything. So yeah, uh, I feel like there, there. So what you're talking about, like the unknown and all that, that's that's what kills me too. I hated the unknown. I, I, I it killed me. It kept me up, like you said. Maybe I should have said this in a conversation. Dude, I was trying to check out at QT and I was about to cry. Because I was like, you could have D- met that, him. Dude, ah, man. Not, nothing sits worse than like, I, I know a lot of people uh, might relate to this or will relate to this. Is there's, always that one, there's, there's always that one what if in everyone's life. 
there's always that one what if i still have my what if i regret it every day where it's like man things could have worked out between us if i did this if i did that you say that now because you know what you could have done should have done or what you wanted to say and never got to say everyone has that what if of a person like i see again throwing back to stuff on tiktok where it's like oh being sad over your girlfriend of six years no being sad over that one girl you talked to for a month but never made anything out of it oh because that kills you more because there's more unknown I see. There's more on. Everyone kills themselves about the unknown. So make the unknown known. Shoot your shot. Do what you. You know, go ask for the raise. You know, you're putting in a lot of work and you're not seeing the results that you want financially. Whatever. Go get a new job. Go explore. Go go be bold. Go. That we're a very bold era nowadays too. But bold in sometimes the wrong way. Gotta be bold in the right way. Yeah. Um, and that's the you know at least when it comes to like the dating aspect or relationship aspect. There is such a thing of like, you know, every, the old saying, you know, good things come to those who wait. And yeah. there's the saying of if you want it, go get it. It's it's really a depending situation. I know for the most part, women like to sit back and be chased and guys are used to having a chase. Uh-huh. What if you deal with a guy who knows his worth or isn't going to chase and sits back and you're that girl who's like, oh, I'm, I'm being chased all the time. But because you're really into him, but you want him to make the first move so badly and he didn't, it's a what if now. And you you had desire, you you saw that he's attractive, thought he's a cute, you've seen what he's done on social media or whatever, and you're like, okay, I want to go on a date with this guy. I want to see if things can you know progress further. But because you're like, oh no, he's supposed to come to me, you ruin that opportunity. Right. And I think that's something I had to, me making a Tinder is me breaking down that ideology in myself i need to be chased i'm whatever i i should i should be the only one sought after in a relationship and that's totally unfair and that sets up to be placed on a pedestal which is something i don't want Mm -hmm. because then you lose respect for the guy yeah if all he does is just put you up there and sees nothing wrong with you or whatever doesn't challenge you nothing but I forgot where I was going with this. I smoked too much pot. But basically, anyways, we're fucked, dude. We're fucked. Oh, that's I was going brings us back to what we we're talking about uh, pre-recording with the whole, like we we doubt a good thing. We doubt a lot of good stuff. But we're talking about uh, we're talking about relationships and why why do you know people cheat when they have the best option? I and. And that that's so that the yeah, I I feel that too. I'm about to take a hit because of it because I could talk about this forever. Uh, there, and this goes both ways. This is I feel like this is a leading thing into toxicity mm-hmm. nowadays. Is we are so doubtful of a sure thing. You have a guy going to a girl saying he's gonna give her the world. You have a girl who is gonna you know provide everything that a man wants that he wasn't able to express emotionally all that stuff you have people who are basically the perfect fit for you but because they literally walked to you know showed up on your front doorstep and said hey i'm everything you need and more you're almost like nah that ain't real that ain't right and like what is that is would you call it or would you name that an insecurity uh i feel like man yes it's an insecurity Excuse me. Yes, it's an insecurity, uh, you know, regarding. Because it almost seems like if somebody, like, because I'm really, I was really hung up on, like, this guy I hooked up with in March. But, like, if he were to, if he were to come to me right now, like, and be like, 
hey, I made a mistake, whatever. I'd be like, oh, no, you're lying. But you're... you have evidence to back it up. That's true. So that's that, not a good example. That will, but that's at least more understanding than, you know, seeing situations where it's like, oh, man, this person was doing everything for you. Why'd you leave? Oh, they were too nice. Yeah. And, or, and or, I, oh, to be, okay, to kind of let you in, okay, because I, I was 18, I was barely 18 when I was, well, I was already boyfriend and girlfriend with my ex, Jason, and I've already discussed Jason. Like, yeah. everybody knows Jason. Hi, Jason. You're listening in Seattle. What's up? <laughs> see you on the map. I see all Max's on the map. It's crazy. El Paso. Man. The Bronx. Um, something like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you shall not be named in El Paso. What's up? Jason was like my first love, I think. No, Brianna was my first love. Brianna was my first love. But Jason was older than I was, about five and a half years. And 18 versus 23 and a half. It's a big difference. It's a big difference because I, I feel like... I feel like you live every year you turn a year older, you actually go through like four years of maturity in your twenties. Hey, well how well how things been has been more like ten. <laughs> yeah. Because you've lived through a pandemic. Yeah, when we, how, we when did it everything. start? When you were like nineteen? Uh no, I was ooh, I was seventeen turning eighteen. Oh fuck. And then so how did that affect graduation and senior paper? I a hey, shout out to the Arizona gang who had to go through a drive through graduation. In what? A, in a, in a, Hundred degree weather. Shout out to the drive through graduation people. You guys were people. robbed of everything. Oh, I was robbed of everything, man. I was robbed of everything. You basically like, it, okay, this is gonna sound like such a, uh, oh, I, like, it's, it just sounds really conceited. But in terms of the social life aspect of high school, yeah, you go through all the pain and turmoil for three. At three years worth of semesters and then you know your senior year basically you go through three and a half years basically three and a half up until spring break of school of your senior year mm-hmm. you go through all this pain and turmoil mm-hmm. to have post spring break be the best time of your life at that moment because it's your last couple months of high school you don't have homework you're just chilling you're having fun you're celebrating with your friends before you guys go off a completely different you know paths of life and all that stuff and it got robbed robbed got robbed we had no proms you know all that stuff and like again it sounds conceited because like oh what's a prom no it's like i mean no i respect it because even though i didn't go to my prom i felt the importance of it in other people because in some ways people see it as like it's a stepping stone in life in a way it is i just thought my high school personally it wasn't advanced enough to throw on a proper prom yeah i didn't want to go but like so when you think of big celebrations like pre-21 and post you always think you know your graduation 18th birthday your senior prom like there's a couple social stuff that is like you know played up to be super important in your life and for that you know graduating class of 2020 uh, we didn't get those like key moments that we felt were like stepping stones into moving on to college life and adulthood. And it's like if you don't have those steps, it's like how do you navigate? You just and arrive so, there. And so and that's like... where like you can see at least in like the people in my age range from COVID onward, it really it really changed how people are because you like 
there are certain things that happen in your life and certain milestones where you associate with that as I'm growing up. Yeah. Graduation being one of those things. Yeah. You associate graduating with, okay, I'm becoming an adult. I'm growing up. You know, your senior prom, stuff like that. And at least in the high school aspect relating to COVID. So the fact that my class didn't get that opportunity to have that moment or realization of, okay, I'm growing up. Some of us didn't. <laughs> some of us didn't. Fuck. Some, and some of us grew up super quickly because of it. There's something very formal of walking up stage and having your name called and listening to the Victorian speech and just... Like, so, like... Throwing a cap. You, you could argue the four years of college or however long you take for college, but primarily from pre-K or kindergarten until your senior year, you... You guys are hypothetically supposed to be on the same path of growth as a person. And obviously, barring what people, you know, their lives are outside of school. You guys are supposed to kind of grow together for those 18 odd years. And when you don't have a period where you guys grow together, it fucks you up. (laughs) Because then, like... Without naming any names, what are some examples of opportunity could have been there if 2020 didn't happen? Oh, I mean, mind my own. I'm, I, I, I always joke around that I'm going to sound like that uncle who could have made it because of sports. But I was really talented at basketball and baseball growing up. I played club and I traveled nationally and I was getting recruited by a couple schools in California. And I set it up to where I was trying to play both sports in college and there's going to be a college in California who was going to allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to see me play baseball first. They saw the stats. They saw everything. They'd seen me play basketball. They're like, okay, we want him on the basketball team. We'll let him walk on for baseball. We just want to see if he'll be able to make it. And I'm like, cool, awesome, sweet. They see my stats. Time to see me in person. And then COVID happens. I set them up to come visit post-spring break. There was never a post-spring break. <laughs> My senior year. So from from then on, the talks winded down. There, you know, there's problems with eligibility, seniors coming back, all that stuff. So finally, I got a you know an email and a text because I, I was I was talking to the coaches. We're like, hey, uh, we're not we're, we're we're no longer interested because we have our seniors coming back and because of all this eligibility stuff. So it kind of screwed me out of an opportunity. And right now, after playing a couple years of JUCO sports. I have a messed up LCL. My knee's completely, you know, messed up. Probably mm-hmm. not going to play sports anymore. That That's a what if that I hate. That's why, mm-hmm. it, again, it goes back to the unknown versus the known. I, I, I hate what ifs. And what ifs drive me insane. Same as the, what, like, what if I went up to him and things were, like, it just drives you insane. So COVID, for at least people in my age range, created so many what ifs. Mm. And that's what I feel like has led to us not being such a conflicting group. We we are a very shy era, that like mixed group of high schoolers or college students who had to go through COVID in that school and social setting. It's almost like you think of 10 different ways something can go wrong. It's, it's, it's the butterfly effect thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many multiverse movies right now. Yeah. But like you think of multiverse versions of like, man, if COVID didn't happen, what would have happened? Like that, that's a big group. That's a big part of at least my you know, age range of people in school right now. And it's frustrating because it's out of your control. Then that's the thing. And so going back to the the shyness ability is just focus on what you can control is I feel like the biggest thing. If you know you can control you going up to someone versus not, control that. Obviously, there's going to be big things that play a factor. You can control going up to someone you find cute and asking for their phone number. You can't control if they have a boyfriend. Mm. But you at least know now. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, I feel like the main reason of shyness, at least my age range being the COVID age range of creating more shyness is there's been so many unknowns created that it's almost feels like such an impossible task to make those unknowns knowns anymore. Right. And I feel like that's what's created such a deep shyness within this, you know, kind of current generation. And I just got past that point where it's like, okay, you know, you you make your bed, lay in it. You can't control COVID. You can't control, you know, certain things. You can't control the girl you thought was cute having a boyfriend. But you can control certain things. I, I realized that sports were going to be an option for me post-COVID. So I started setting my life up in a different direction. I got, if anything, I got a head start on that. So I turned a what if into, okay, now it's, okay, what if, but what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to shyness is wearing, where do you move on past knowing? And so, again, dealing with rejection. A lot of people get rejected and like, oh, man. I got rejected from ASU Law. And I told myself, like, I started off with a what if. And then I turned around and I said, okay, this is what you can do. You can study it the right way because you're asking yourself what would have happened if I studied the right way. You can study the right way or you can do something else. And I decided to do something else because one thing I wasn't going to do was do the same thing and get the same result or expect a different insanity i wasn't going to make myself insane yeah just just a repetition of it and i feel like that's that's uh we're so used to certain things nowadays or certain aspects you know the best example at least in terms of you know the relationship part is uh you know guys have to make the first move that kind of thing there's just so much Man, this is what happens when you smoke. You lose your train of thought midway. Take a hit. I, 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 You've I been do. spitting fire all night. I appreciate it. I might be spitting some less fire in a second. I might be spitting, I need McDonald's kind of high right now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, man. Everyone's got their munchy, their munchy meal place. Mine's Taco Bell. Can't get rid of that. Give me a Baja Blast when I'm high, and you're my best friend. I can't do it anymore. But my go-to was Jack in the Box. Hey, Jack in the Box is made for smokers. Because it never sounds good when you're sober until you're drunk or high. When you're drunk and high, when you're a little crossfaded, and you get the Mighty Munchie meal that comes in a box. Mm -hmm. It comes with two tacos, Mm -hmm. curly fries, and some weird sandwich you might take three bites of. But, hey, I'm telling you, that's where fast food kills. That shit sounds good as fuck when you're fucked up. And you don't care if it's healthier for you or not when you're fucked up because you just, you just got just to gotta taste your craving. And not only that, you got to handle your liquor. You got to do the responsible thing. You got to oh, soak course, it up because you don't want to go upstairs to, and put the little key fob in the door and you're like... Ugh. Whether it's scientifically proven or not, nothing's better for being fucked up than grease. Hey, I will, I will, I will fake toast to that. Hey. Grease cures all. <laughs> Just like, you know, if you grew up ghetto, Vicks cures all. Okay. I need some Vicks right now. <laughs> Grease cures all hunger problems, fucked up problems, drunk, crossed, high, tripping on whatever. Cures everything. Grease. Grease. Like, I'm I'm Hispanic. Mexican claim. If I, I come home hungover, I know I got Manula waiting for me the next morning. <laughs> Is it the spiciness, you think? Because it opens your pores and does it open up your nose and your breathing and all that? You know, man, I would. 
See, that's that's where Vix gears off. I don't know what it does. You know that that's a that's a great question. I prefer grease and spice when I'm hungover. I feel like just because it almost like counterbalances with what the weed and alcohol might do to you. Hey, Nayeli, Elda, text me. What is it about menudo? Oh, I love menudo. But like, what? I I don't know what it, I don't you know I don't. That is a great thing that I need to figure out about because myself. When I used what to makes work, that help me? Yeah, because when I used to work at this restaurant called Barrio Urbanos, we served breakfast. And on the menu was menudo. And on Sunday mornings and Saturday mornings, that was the most popular thing. And they'd order a michelada. Yeah. Hey, because you, you, you get all you get all in Theo and Theo's being hungover from their, <laughs> yes, from, and, from their nieces and, and nephews. And they would, tell me, they would hey. tell me, they would tell me, they'd be like, oh, I, I, I need a menudo. Can I have a menudo, please? I'm really You hungry. know what I think it is? I think, and this goes back to just like fast food when you're fucked up. It's comfort. Mm. It's It reminds you of a good time. It reminds you of comfort. It reminds you of warmth. Is, is that a, a dish that like is made sure at home? Thing. Like oh, that that. So I'm it's gonna, home comfort. I'm maybe? not gonna say like it's a, that's as homemade as you get, but like they're you, mo, the most most Hispanics will have a couple stories about menudo. Okay. Like the, there's they like they hear the word and they think of a memory, mm. or they smell it and they think of a memory. Like okay. there's stories about that. I feel okay. like this is because and again, it's, it's 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 very very important to. Hispanic culture, Hispanic families, we're very big on family. Yes, that's one thing. Yes. So I feel like anything that reminds us of family, we gravitate towards. Whether we love them or hate them. We just some some about family. So certain foods, it's like, oh man. That reminds me of when, you know, they would make this, they would make like for me, my grandma. Oh, I, I could eat I'll put her beans up there with anyone, bro. Oh, I'll put her beans up there with anyone. Does anyone in your family make bread from scratch, like tortillas from scratch? There's a couple, but they live in Texas. Oh, do you have a favorite of whose bread? Uh, honestly, when my grandma's, whenever my grandma's made bread, that's probably been my favorite. But that's because I had more of it. I, I've only been, you know, I've only seen a couple of my my family members in Texas a couple of times, and it's been so long since I've had it. I'm like, my taste buds have changed. I'm not sure about other tribes, but with Navajos, we for like. Like big gatherings and like like public things like carnivals, powwows, stuff that where we can sell food. We make like fried bread and tortillas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are certain women in my family who make it the best, and that they are on fried. But we call it fried bread duty <laughs> or tortilla duty. Mm-hmm. We're like, as soon as you make something fire, that's your hey, duty. Every yeah, no every per, every every person or you know I'm not gonna say culture family, but every family's got their designated <laughs> maker for certain meals. Mm-hmm. Like my dad. It's a weird thing that my family loves of his, but that man is on spaghetti duty for life. I'm on guacamole duty. That man kills it with spaghetti. What does he do to it? I don't know what he does, but you can taste the love made in it. Shit. Also, we're, we're, we're meat eaters. Sorry to the vegan and vegetarians of the world, but we put a lot of meat in our shit. And we drench it in sauce. So, I, but again, you could taste the love. I feel like that's the thing. You could taste the love. You know if someone's making menudo, whether it's a big restaurant chain or not, you know there's a hint of love in that. Ooh. So, is making menudo, have you ever seen the process? I have, but it has been very long. But is I've, it a long process? It's not It's not crazy. Okay. It's not crazy. I mean, nowadays, you can just buy canned menudo. You know, so. Oh, okay. But so like, if you want to do like OG shit, yeah, it's going to take some time, but it's not crazy, but... 
nowadays everything's accessible. So your dad makes his mean spaghetti. What about you? Man, see, I'm a griller. Okay. I will. I am not a baker. Cook. I, get me on a grill. I got you. See, I'm the baker of the family. See, I, I can follow a recipe, but like, I'm not gonna, you know, make some shit from scratch and kill it. Like, give, give me, give, give me some carne. Give me, give me, give me any sort of meat. Give me some hot dogs. Give me some burgers. Give me whatever. I got you. I don't know what it is that possessed me to be a good griller. But I can. I don't know what. Like, am I? It's such you're a, very necessary as a griller because, like, there's some people who put who are grillers, and there's some people who put who get put on grilling duty. That's true. I, I know. I get. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of glad that my friends use me for it during the summer. I'm on designated Fourth of July cooking with my friends. Good. It, there's pride in that. I know, and and you know what's amazing about it what? is because I drink free for the day. I don't got to pay for the drinks. <laughs> Do they just hand it to you like things? Yeah, they're like, hey, you're doing the tough work. Take a drink. Whereas, like, if I'm just in the normal party situation, they're like, okay, can everyone send us, you know, X amount of dollars for, for all the alcohol? And I'm just sitting there like, you eating what I'm making right now. You give me the drinks. That all goes away in about five years. Everyone's going to be like, you know what? Let me show the group that I have the money, the most money, so I'm going to buy all the drinks hey, for everybody. Ego buying is a ego thing buying for is sure. A thing. One time, because I could, because I could, I wanted to show out and, okay, because my friend Elda, I go out with her. She's 25. I'm turning 27. Even though it's not a huge two years, but the maturity that people go through is more oh, like, it's, it's insane. Yes, right. So you can agree on that. You know where yeah. I'm coming from. Well, I, I grew up very quickly as a kid. Okay. Because you had to. Yeah, it's just circumstances. I, I've always felt older. I've always acted older. That's why a lot of people confuse my age when they first meet me. They think I'm older. And, you know, it has its pros and cons, but it's, it's it's not a bad thing to grow up quickly sometimes. You start it's, your life a little sooner. It's not. But it's it's also good to be in a position of when, when you're starting to get older, you start being like, oh, okay, this is where the respect comes. It comes yeah. with time. Uh-huh. It comes with time. So what I ended up doing was like, okay, I've, I've been coming into Cobra since I was 21. I'm, you know, I'm not new here, but... You know, I just got this debit card, and these bitches want to drink Jose Cuervo, and I'm hey, grown. Hey. So I got Don Julio for all of us. Thank you. I was about to say Cuervo. Who are you? Who, who I'm are not drink. I'm not throwing up. I'm too. I'm not old. drinking vodka tequila. That's exactly. What the- I'm. Sorry for my people who. And love she was Cuervo. gonna hand it to me with just the Jose Cuervo. I'm like, I need a lime. And any real tequila connoisseur. Knows. I need some kosher salt. <laughs> kosher. It has to be kosher. It has to be kosher. <laughs> I need kosher salt with my silver Don Julio Blanco. That's what I need. 19. Ah, don't fuck with me. So I bought six shots. One One of the people got scared, so I took his shot. And then the bartender was so impressed, he gave us a round of shots. Fuck yeah. So that was my ego buy. It was $180. Mm. I could have bought like four bottles at the Walmart. (laughs) But it was the fact that... She saw her younger friends, and they're like, "She's like, oh, this is my, this is my friend who works on a, I can't say where I work on the podcast, but this is where she works." Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. So I'm like telling them where I work, and they're like, "Ooh," and then I'm like, "Now I gotta show out because I'm feeling myself." Yeah, well, I mean, it's the younger you can become financially stable to a degree, the more impressive and more mature you look 
on the outside for sure. So and like, it feel it felt great to buy the bar. I'm like ego trip aside, it was an ego trip to be like, oh shit, I'm that person now. <laughs> I'm that bitch. Let's get I'm it. that bitch now. Like I was like, would I do that again? No. Oh hell no. <laughs> hell no. I I'm I'm glad I've been able to hold myself accountable because I'm a spoiler. I'm a spoiler at its core. Uh-huh. So whenever I'm out with friends or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a homie's house or whatever, I'm like, no, I'll buy the food, man. You, you know, you hosting, whatever. I, I've always tried to spoil or, like, show the respect of, like, hey, you're doing this. Let me do that. The yin-yang thing. But this times I'm like, you know what? Let me really add this up in my head. Let's make sure we're really spending the right amount of money. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to spend more than I need to right now. I got bills to pay. Gas is, you know, $1,000 a gallon. You know, I can't be wasting money on stupid stuff anymore. Okay, you want a Canes, you're going to get a Caniac, and I'm just getting a three-piece. <laughs> I'm not paying for all that, all right? I'm not paying for all that. Let me pay my $8, you pay your, like, 16 because you got a lemonade with it. And then you want to swap out the bread for coleslaw and all that stuff. So I need to be like you when I'm at the dispensary. <laughs> hey, weed's different, all right? <laughs> hey, experiment with that. That's for damn sure. Spend your money. Hey, my motto in life has always been, if it comes from the earth, it helps you know your worth. So spend your money on that. I love that. If it comes from the earth, it lets you know your worth. Avocados. Weed. Hey, think of anything. Oh, my God. Carrots. Helps your vision. Let's you see things clearly. Let's you see, <laughs> <laughs> let's you see through all this fake bullshit nowadays. Eat your carrots. <laughs> Why do you think we use aloe vera on our skin when we get sunburnt out here in AZ? And it's crazy because you just literally pick that shit up. It helps you know your worth. It lets you know, all right, I can't spend nine hours on the Salt River on a Sunday without putting some damn sunscreen. All right, I know my worth now because of this aloe vera. (laughs) You seen people get fucked up from tubing? And it. it looks like it hurts. I love it. They just peel. Uh, I love it because with, thank God for these genetics. <laughs> because I can really sit out there for eight hours and not be sunburnt. I can go no sunscreen and get five shades darker and all that. And I love watching that happen. I feel like, you know, that happening to white people is just payback for a couple of things that's happened in life. It's superior feeling. You can't sit really in the sun is. for more than five hours. That's crazy, man. That is insane. My fucking, my, <laughs> my family tree was working in the sun 12 hours a day. Like, you ain't, you, you guys were inside. That's why. Hello. How can I help you? Why do cavemen build caves, man? So they, they need, they needed the shade. That's what's. <laughs> Meanwhile, we out here picking your strawberries, doing everything. Hey, you know that song, Strawberry Field, was about workers? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, the, I, I love hitting hitting many songs. I remember when Pumped Up Kicks, people found out the real, real meaning it's of that. Fucked up, that bro. Was, that, was, that was fucking hilarious. I remember, the, I remember the moment I found out the meaning, I was, was pulling up to Desert Sky Mall, listening hey, to it. Hey, best believe I'm still bumping that shit, though. That was an amazing Dude, song. Dude, that album was, was fire. That was an amazing song. The, the album is fire. Go back, listen to Helena Beat. Good song. But people are like, oh, this sounds amazing. And they're thinking of like... It's about being murdered. Yeah, but so they're they're thinking outrun that bullet. They're thinking like, oh, that's a metaphor. Nah, they're literally just meaning outrun that bullet, motherfucker. You getting shot. For your kicks. <laughs> Serpentine. For your kicks. Crazy to get rod for your shoes. It happens, man. It happens. It's, it's, especially with the resale life nowadays. 
It's horrible. That's why I love that eBay store. That makes you have to wear your shoes out. Mm. So it keeps you from reselling it. Because the moment you take one step with that bitch, it's not worth retail. Nope. Immediately goes down. So I love that that eBay store does that. I hope they make that more of a thing with popular shoes. Anytime there's a Jordan release, all right, you got to wear them out the store. What? There was a lot of shoes that I had that, like... I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the mind of a reseller. I wasn't where my head was. I just wanted to look cool in front of all the cool guys. But like, there was so many, I was, I wasn't a sneaker head, but like, I did pay attention to like, oh, the, the, the design that I thought was cool is coming out on June 12th. And maybe I should not ask for this. Maybe yeah. I should wait and ask, wait. <laughs> yeah. Till my mom gets paid. I was very manipulative as an only child. I would just be like... Well, so the reason... The, the main thing I have an issue with resellers mm-hmm. is... I'm Okay, if you use it for your business, understandable. But at least in the last, like, five years predominantly, how many vintage things have become super collector's items, super, you know, super sought after, super expensive because they were being used? Mm. Like... Yeah, you know, there's always going to be the people like, oh, limited edition, one out of 50, it's never been touched, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you look at the vintage t-shirts that got popular from, you know, the wholesale people and, like, the, the ivory house, love ivory house. That, that That's taking what people have worn and making profit off of it because of the, the vintage, the appeal, the look, the style, the trend. But people were wearing those before. Mm-hmm. Whereas, okay, like, you know, everyone wants to buy new shoes. No one wants to buy used shoes. But when it comes to shoes, wear your damn shoes. I feel like with the with the shoes that have come out nowadays, with how crazy and wacky the style of some of them is, 10, 15, 20 years from now, probably even way past that, they're going to be a cool vintage trend now. Like, look at the, a lot of the uh, Adidas and Nikes that were more worn in the 70s and 80s making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Even a lot of the Blazers that I used to buy. Blazers is a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for the, the, I think it's Adidas, the Continental 85s or the C85, or I think that's Reebok. I, they, I, all, they, there's like five shoes. They're that all look coming the same. back. But like, I bought a lot, I've bought a lot more vintage shoes lately. I still love my Jordans. I'm still going to rock those Jordans. Yes, they're vintage to a degree because they were, you know, originally made in the 90s and the, the 80s for the first couple. But it's the it's the ones that were more like accessible. Like vans are always going to be in style. They'll never break trend. They're right. The Air Forces. That's a universal shoe. But getting those old vintage shoes like the Reebok. I think it's the Reebok C eighty five. Though I love those shoes. They made a comeback. Those were worn so much back in the eighties and nineties, and then they stopped because everyone was buying whatever shoe was popular at the time. And now they're making a comeback. Now it's cool to wear them again. Is it? Is Kate? Did K Swiss ever make a comeback? K Swiss tried to. Okay. Um, so did Fat Farm for a little bit. And I think what the issue is, is I used to be a famous footwear shopper myself. Mm-hmm. You know, every every kid's got to go through that phase. Um, I was buying some, some K-Swiss, some Fila. Was K-Swiss? Like, I was wearing Champion when it was a poor brand. So K-Swiss, because I remember when K-Swiss was a champ brand. Yeah, well, so, so K-Swiss, Fila, and Champion. Mm-hmm. To the public back then was viewed as that's the poor people brand. Okay. But to, okay. The, to the poor people or the normal people, that was like, oh, that's a cool shoe. That's a Break cool brand. Break it down. It's, mm-hmm. it's cheap and affordable, still looks stylish. Okay. When those went out of style, like I hate the how cha- – I love Champion. I wore that as a kid. 
but I stopped wearing it because it was a poor brand. This is why the kids threw rocks at me when I wore K-Swiss. I, I didn't know that. I went to a private that. school, bro. I am not a private school person. My family is not a private school. I went to a private school. Uh-huh. And I went there from first grade until I graduated. Okay. So I had I didn't know how much of a fucking anomaly I was to those privileged kids who were buying everything name brand. I couldn't buy I didn't buy my first pair of Jordans till I knew my foot wasn't going to stop growing cuz you didn't oh. want to waste the money. <laughs> True. So I was rocking Champion that was only at Walmart and Famous Footwear. I was rocking Fila, K-Swiss, rocking all that shit. I was just out of touch because I had the money. And one. But I chose K-Swiss because I was dumb. Any kid who was born from 92 to 04, I'm going to argue 02 because I'm 02. Yes, I'm that young, unfortunately. Hey. From, from 92 to 02, every kid, boy or girl, had an and one matching set. Yeah. Yep, I one. With that fucking heavy ass silk that was three different colors. Yes, that would literally get you the fucking friction as the same as rubbing your socks on the floor. Yes. Literally, everyone had a matching and one set. I wore an and one set as a little five year old Hispanic kid going to a private school. I got. I mean, roasting really wasn't the thing back then. I got murdered for that. <laughs> because I thought that was a normal-ass brand. But to all those ritzy-ditzy private school kids, they didn't know what the fuck that was. They thought their housekeepers wore that. Oh, they, they probably thought you were like the housekeeper's son. I'm not going to lie. I did do a lot of work on a lot of those houses just because, you know, my dad's water softener company and all that. Like, we, did, it, it was fun. It, it felt weird having a play date. Uh, with someone in your grade while you're working on their water for their house. That's odd. <laughs> uh, very We're... interesting angle on life. How did that work? Were they like, get back to work? No, no. It, it, it was weird because uh, the kids wanted to play with me. The parents wanted me to play with the kids, but they didn't want me to get their kids dirty because I was messing with copper and digging. Uh, but my dad would be like, hey, you're here to work. Let's work. And I'm like, but I'm in, I, I'm in social studies with him. Like, that's, that's John. Can I go play? That's John. Like, I know him. We go to school together. We're in, we sit next to each other in class. So, but we're working. I'm like, ah, shit. Did you wear a uniform? No. That was one thing I liked about that private school is we didn't have to wear a uniform. Mm. But that's why I got brutalized is because I was wearing an one Fila K-Swiss. Okay, so back to what I was saying, why K-Swiss and Fila failed to make a comeback unlike Champion is because white people went to it first for the comeback. This is... This is why we can't have anything. Because I'm not. It's not <laughs> that they went to it first during the comeback. It's that they saw someone cultured and colored rock it first, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta bite on this before everyone does." That's what they do. And then they bid on it, and we're like, "Oh, Stephanie's wearing those." They ruin everything. I'm like, Shh, nah, man, I'm not gonna get back there. Because my dad loved rocking his K Swiss and Fila's when he was coaching me in little league, and I got him. As of like the last 10 years, to start buying more current shoes. He's got Air Forces. He's got Prestos. You know, still kind of in the dad vibe. He loves Hirachis, but they don't really make them anymore. Shout out to the Hirachi wears back then in 2016. Uh, I, had, I had five pairs. <laughs> but so he's gotten more modern with his, his shoe selection, thanks to me and my sister. But once 
he saw that Champion was making a comeback and all these old school or poor brands were starting to become popular. He's like, I can't wait for K-Swiss and Fila to make a comeback because I'm aware because I always used to wear them. Fila. I just associate Fila with prison. <laughs> <laughs> like it's prison gear. I, I, as a kid, this is how stupid I was. You know how the Tommy Hilfiger logo and all that? Yeah. When I saw Fila as a kid, I thought it was Tommy Hilfiger because <laughs> the colors were similar. That's how, <laughs> that's how dumb. I went to a private school with that knowledge. <laughs> that's, is that your fault or is that the, the creative director's fault? I mean, you got to copy what's popular. Yeah. I mean, you know, think of Polo Assassin versus Polo. That's you, true. That's true. Because I had a business and like. Think of Lacoste and Croc. Yeah. I had Puff Pass Paint Pot and they were like Puff Pass Art. Yeah, or like, like Puff Pass. It's just variations. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I, I love the like weird subculture of people who like watching the like rip off movies. There's a there's a subculture if you people yeah so watch. like so like there's uh like anytime there's a Pixar or Disney movie oh god some cheap little studio company makes a ripoff with a very similar title so like I uh, like okay <laughs> uh it's so like Kung Fu Panda right yeah there's like Panda Warrior <laughs> or <laughs> or the the Panda Fighter or shit like that. And do they animate? Yes, shit? it's shittiest animation you've ever oh, seen. Oh god! But because of people who are in a rush, dumb, naive, they see that and like, oh, that's what's popular, and they'll buy it. And then they get they get tricked, they get hoodwinked. It's like buying, uh, you know, the the and one version of Jordans at Walmart. You're like, oh, it looks like the the. But cement. they go like this, yeah, it's like, not like this. Like, oh, it looks like the cement threes, but nah, it's it's, it's the <laughs> it's the and ones. <laughs> that's just all oh, what like. <laughs> the fake shoes nowadays back to the retail shit uh jordan with a dump truck you got you got bigger ass than normal mm. <laughs> like shit like that <laughs> everyone's got to find a ripoff to make money you gotta go what's off of popular like i always laugh at the polo and polo assassin one because uh, you got people wearing polo assassin thinking they're wearing polo it gets to that point where it's like even the people who are just involved with the hype they don't even know yeah that's a big thing I, um, like Supreme and V-Lone and that hype beast era. You can't Bape. even tell what Supreme... I'm Supreme. <laughs> like, like uh, I had a friend who I asked him, because I'm, I'm not a spoiler, but I'm a gift giver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I go all out because I can. Like, I don't got kids or anything. Yeah, do what you... Hey, you're young. Enjoy it. Exactly. And, like, if I can, I, I will. So, it's like, I asked my friend, like, what do you want? Anything you want. You know what I mean? What do you want? I really want a Supreme fanny pack. Got you. They have the worst shipping in the entire <laughs> world. It's like they shipped it to my house. And then they're like, this is the wrong house. Because I saw, you know how sometimes you get a picture of your mail? Yeah. I'm like, cool, Supreme's here. Because it said Brooklyn on I'm like, cool. They picked it up. They're like, it's the wrong house. So I had to contact <laughs> Supreme. I'm like, hey, this is a gift for somebody. And then that fanny pack was sold out. So he had to order a different one that he didn't want. And I'm like, now I don't want to buy this because it's not what he wants. Man, it wasn't until that hype beast era where I finally understood my parents. Because I'm sitting at this, you know, I'm staring at this shirt. It's a it's an all white shirt with a red little box. And it says one word, but it's $150. And I'm like, I go to Walmart right now, buy a Hanes tee, some iron on print. 
$15 max. It wasn't until that hype beast era that I understood my parents were like, well, why buy that when you can buy the same thing but cheaper? They were literally selling bricks by the brick. I remember that the crowbars, the wiffle ball bat. Being a kid who played wiffle ball in his backyard, I was offended. Those... I gotta be careful what I say. Might might get some AO pause. A that that long yellow stick. Yeah. (laughs) That was the size. I don't know the width of ah man a pill bottle. Yeah. That was my that was my buddy. That was my best friend. (laughs) And seeing that they defamed that just by putting the sticker on it. And it got sold for $120. I'm like, God damn it. How, how do you ruin like one of my childhood treasures? I remember when I walked up into that fucking store in Manhattan. They were like, no pictures. I'm like, no pictures. I traveled from Arizona. I'm going to fucking take a picture. So I took a picture of me in the rug. I was like, I'm in the Supreme store. Woo! That's funny as hell. And then like, I'm like, I need a sticker because I wanted to put it on my laptop. Do I have a Supreme sticker on my laptop? I do. That was the thing to do in college when I was in college, <laughs> is put a Supreme sticker. So I was like, I need to go to the Supreme store. This was when there was an era, at least for me, I don't know if I made a comeback with you, but like there was an era where guys were wearing Obey, Stussy, yeah. Diamond, yeah. Hundreds, Diamond Co. That was that was the Tilly's era. Yes, that and was like the skater in era. New York City, that was though, the DC shoes this era. Is, this is where it comes from, though, because at NYU on campus, literally on campus, is the Supreme Store. Mm-hmm. It's the di- and it's all in one district. It's all in one block. All all of the stores. That Skater Boy Tilly's Hurley era was insane. Yeah. Remember Lil Wayne had people buying truck fit. Yes. suck dick for truck fit yes i remember that bar i was too young to know what that bar meant (laughs) and then once i found out what porn was and i went through puberty i was like oh lil wayne he said he was gonna do what for truck fit lil wayne drake (laughs) that soldier boy video did was there like a era in your high school where people would just started getting a bunch of piercings and tattoos so, it's weird because of the private school I went to. I was the one. Oh, yeah, you went to private school. Yeah, so, like, in normal high school, all my friends that I had outside of high school, out, outside of my school, yeah, like, there, there was the stick and poke era mm. um, for all the edgy people, uh, the stick and poke girls who She's fucking She's a 10, ha- but it's got a bunch of stick and poke tattoos. The, the stick and poke girls who thought they're edgy, but they have a fucking one liter hydro flask attached to their bag. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So like yeah, I mean school in uh, all my all my friends at normal high schools, public high schools went through that. There wasn't one at my school. I, if anything, I hate to say that I started the trend, but I, I kind of did. I I was supposed to have my ears pierced as a young Hispanic kid at a very young age, but because I went to that private school, we didn't want to fit in the stereotype for so long. Because mm. like we we gotta fit in, we gotta fit in, even though we knew we fucking didn't. Once I got to high school, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I don't care. It goes back to the shy thing. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do it. Got my ears pierced. Then everyone's like, oh, wait, what? You got it. That's not normal. I'm like, dude, everyone I know 
has these ears pierced but you like you know do tap. people make comments about you oh, comments yeah. calling you gay because your ears were pierced so the, oh the favorite this is this is this is i call it frat boy humor favorite favorite joke was oh which ear does it mean to be gay or if you have both ears does that mean you're bi i'm like come on dude this girl is that it? shit is so old I'm like, bro come that's on. as old as me being in second grade because that's what kids used to say to yeah. other kids it wasn't it wasn't ever a thing for kids it was a it was a maybe maybe there was a code of two I don't know if there ever was a I, signal. I know, I know there was always a thing about the left ear, right ear. Right. And like I know right. that was a thing back then, you know, seventies, eighties. That was a way to signify and kinda hide slash show. But who it was you were. so old though. Yeah. And so, it, for you, that's why I asked, because like it was that did they call cause both So, so they loved making that joke. Uh. Loved making that joke. And it was crazy is when I, I told my dad about it, he was someone who he went, you know, he graduated in 89. He was an 85 to 89 kid in high school. Yeah. He was someone who got both ears pierced during that time. And my dad was, you know, Mr. Machismo, like every fucking Hispanic parent is, you know, old, big and tough. But <laughs> he had to deal with that from his friends because and he didn't give a shit. He would beat them up or whatever because, you know, that's, that's how he rolled back then. But... He was in that era of like, all right, left ear's this, right ear's that, that expressed your sexuality. He got both. And they're like, what? And then, you know, one of their other friends would get both. And he's like, all right, fine. Fuck you guys. I'm going to get two on this side, one on this side. And then someone started doing that. He's like, fine, I'm getting two on both sides. And then someone started copying that. He's like, fine, fuck it. I'm getting three on both sides. And then it just started going from there. But that he, he, he went through the same thing. And that was when it was actually like a societal signal. <laughs> a lot of my women female friends women friends because the whole female thing is real iffy when you say female but the lady friends they i really i i really i don't know what it is about that dangly cross earring i like it i really like it i think it's cute i think it's cute when guys wear it whether they're whatever they are you know what i mean i don't think it's a signal i was curious about it but then I was just like, they just want to wear earrings. Let them, let them be. Now it's got token as a fuckboy thing, which kind of sucks. Okay, that was my next thing. Because that was, I was just going to be like, is it a signal for something? Like, yes and no. Okay. Um, Obviously, there's a certain style of people. Like, the kind of style of clothing I wear, that dangly cross earring is very prominent in my <laughs> style of clothing. Yeah. And I know you see me wearing the thick but small hoops that I'm wearing right now. I mm-hmm. love wearing the, I, I Listen, I can rock studs any day of the week, but I'd rather wear these, you know, thick but small hoops. I can never get into that cross thing. I, like, enough people think I'm already a toxic individual as it is, so I just don't need more signal to it. So but, it's more like, I, is it more like I'm a fuckboy, I'll ruin your life, come at me if you want. No, again, I, again, man, it's just. I hate having to shit on white people, but they fucked it up. Oh, I, going on Tinder, when I see the cross earring, I do take a double look because there is a cross earring. But a, like, I do see some white guys where I'm like, oh, you're a pretender. I, like, I'm going to give full credit to black people for bringing back the cross earring. At least <laughs> black men. Light skinned men. <laughs> I'm going to give them full credit for that. Because <laughs> they are attractive enough men. And yes, I am a straight man. But every straight man... Can if you can't admit when a guy's attractive, then you don't know your competition. Mmm, mmm, mmm. It's a good one. It's fire. Hey, I'm as I'm as straight as hey, I'm as straight as they come. Mm. 
I still believe in obviously be what you want, who you want to be with, be who you are, but I'm as straight as they come. But I know who's attractive when I'm around them. I know who's going to be a threat to me talking to, you know, women. You got to recognize that. If you can't admit that, you're not one, comfortable in your sexuality. Two, you don't know your competition. You always got to know your competition. Mm-hmm. But I will admit the, the light-skinned men, black men who were attractive enough to make it look good, they made it a thing. And then you start seeing white people slowly get it. And Mexicans, you know, Hispanics, I'm Colombian and Mexican. So, like, we, there, there's, there's a fine line of us who can pull it off. It's more <laughs> so if the skin tone relates more to the light skin side. But And there's there's a thing, too, with colored eyes. Yes, colored eyes make it way better. Yeah. Make it way, way better. I, yeah. I, I dread that my family has a uh, green-eyed gene in it, but I'm stuck with the darkest brown. It almost looks demonic black. So uh, 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 I hate it because I feel like the, this is another thing, too. I will never get a nose piercing. A lot of people say I, I would look good with one. What's your reasoning? I don't. It's same thing with the dangly cross, colored eyes. Mm. I I will because I feel like I could pull it off. I have the kind of the correct skin tone to pull off the dangly cross to pull off the nose piercing. I just can't do it because it's not going to look right unless I got some blue hazel or green eyes. Damn. Oh, man, I've always joked around because I got lucky. I never had to get braces. I had straight teeth my whole life. Uh-huh. I always joked around. If you gave me hazel colored eyes, I would be a menace to society. <laughs> because I would have every tool that a girl wants. Yep. Height, tattoos, curly hair, straight teeth, whatever the hell. I'd name it. I'd probably have it. But those colored eyes is what holds me back. And my personality. But we don't talk about that. That's, 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 <laughs> different, that's, that's a different category. That's, that's a, that's, we don't talk about that. We the, talk color, about the, the colored eyes does pull the nose and the dangly earring together. It makes everything look better. It makes that whole middle section of your face. It hides a lot of hidden details. Dude. It hides a lot of uh, it hides it hides a lot of little insecurities. Mm. If you got colored eyes. Because they're hypnotizing. I was left with a lot I am of questions. A sucker for colored eyes. That is my kryptonite. Like if I again kind of spilling on my like if I find you know a I hate to say culture. I just find a colored woman. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the I prefer Hispanic just because I am, but like light skinned, black, Filipino mix, like anything. If 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 hey, if you rock in any of those races with some hazel eyes, green eyes, blue eyes, just know right now you are my kryptonite. <laughs> You are my kryptonite because you have a beautiful skin tone and complexion because I'm, I'm, or any, really just any skin tone like near mine, I just really find super beautiful because it's closer to me. But you rock that skin tone with some colored eyes, I'm folding like a lawn chair. Damn. And no. that is, to be specific, that is natural eyes, not Yes, not, not no fake contacts. Okay. Not no fake contacts. You hear that? I hate that. Hey, only time fake contacts need to be brought out is during Halloween, not when you're going out on a Saturday night. That shit's freaky, dude. You you you're like turn around and it's like reflecting at you. You get to deer or something. That's wild. That's wild, man. That's, there's a lot of ways to alter your look nowadays. That's for sure. What are your takes on BBLs? I'm team natural. Okay. So not the biggest fan. What would you say to a girl who's being told by society like? Like, for me, example, I was always picked on for having a smaller butt than, like, a full-on black girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, guys used to be like, I would date you, but you have no ass. Or I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. And then, like, once 
I started like focusing on other aspects of me, like my breasts or like my cheekbones or whatever and stopped focusing. Cause I always knew I'm like, okay, this is something that I don't have and I'm not going to walk around and feel bad about it. But then all of a sudden, Dr. Miami is this new popular thing on Snapchat, yeah. chopping up bitches. And then it became an option. And then I thought to myself, there was a time and I have a whole podcast episode on this. There was a time in my life where I was inquiring making consultations getting estimates for a bbl and they were going and i was doing a lot of research into other women's stories and stuff like that and my mom was going to pay for it it was twenty thousand dollars and then i stopped myself i was like why yeah why so you can get a, a date with someone you think is hot so you can get more attention what kind of attention are you gonna invite i was like if you have 36 double D's, you got big <laughs> ass lips, you got nice hair, you got nice skin, and then you're going to add a big ass to the whole picture. I'm like, what are you expecting out of this? You think your art career is going to take off because you got a big ass? <laughs> and then so I really had to sit there and just be like, go to the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, get your shape where it could be. You know what I mean? Just do what you can. Love yourself, but... You're not, my biggest thing is you're not going under anesthesia unless you really need to. And so, so to piggyback off of that, I'm obviously team natural. I've always been anti, you know, body altering, uh, fake, whatever, you know, fake ass, fake titties. I've always been anti that. I understand in certain medical situations. My thing is if it, if you need to get it done, by all means do it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get it done. What's more, what's, what brings you more satisfaction? Going to the gym, working that all off on yourself, showing the resilience and perseverance and getting your body the way you want to. And most importantly, saving a shit ton of fucking money. Yeah. And just having the confidence of being like, wow, I'm lifting a hundred something pounds. Or or you take the easy way out. So to speak, you spend the $20,000 in Mexico because we all know it's in Mexico. Mm. (laughs) And... Sure, your body might look amazing, but now you split up your attraction. Now people who are team natural leave leave the side, or there's 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 anti BBL, there's pro BBL, you know shit shit like that. It if you if you can naturally build your body, why get fake body? That's always been my thing. I if think you, a lot of women they compare themselves to women who have BBLs. Like for, for example, I have a baby cousin who just had. Her first child. So she was the one out of the first cousins to have a child. Even though I'm the oldest grandkid, Mm -hmm. she's she's like the third oldest grandkid. She got a BBL, met an NFL player from the Broncos, had a baby, had zero ass like before then. But like to other women in her life, like her cousins, her friends or whatever... I'm not going to speak for them, but there could be a possibility that they in their perception is oh an ass does get you everything you want well i mean a child an nfl fuck, look player at, look at how many you know millions of dollars these only fans people are making nowadays that it's it's tough as a woman not to believe that yeah and it's like it's tough to, exactly because it's like and then you get a mixed message from the top and I'm, it's going to be curious to see what's going to happen in the next 12 months the Kardashians are all taking out their BBLs. And they're looking the most beautiful they ever have. Mm-hmm. Pre, uh, I always say, uh, post Eminem, pre, like, Chris Humphreys, <laughs> uh, Kim, 
was beautiful because she didn't it was it was it was it was more natural looking wasn't that fake all that shit that's why i think uh kendall is mm. the, the most beautiful because she's the most natural yeah she's or, really pretty fuck, what's the courtney courtney's the oldest one yeah that's why she's aged beautifully because she's more natural than the rest of you know the siblings the rest are very like the rest kim and courtney i think had the most work done kylie's gotten a lot done too. Ky- kylie i forgot about her because she's so quiet well, when, you know, your baby daddy is, you know, got some shit going on at festivals, it's probably best to be quiet. So I could, I could understand her reasoning. That shit is awful. We were born on the same day. And also, I know she's having a hard time. Also, like, Phoenix Suns fans uh, will win the championship next year because Booker's done with Kendall. Yes! We lost the last two because some shit came out. And I think the other team did this on purpose, released some shit in the press of her with another guy, her being in a room um, with I, another I've guy. I've seen so much shit with her and during, Odell lately. During the most critical moments of I, our state. I, I've seen so much shit with uh, her and Odell, but they're in the same like fashion thing or whatever. And Odell and Booker are actually really good friends. Oh but I so okay. This is where my sports... she knows what she's doing. They all know what they're doing. Oh well, yeah. So I mean, every every guy knows, or every person who's played sports knows. Uh, that that following game or following games or following season post-breakup is the best sports you ever played in your life. I remember breaking up with, with girls in high school and that following game, I put up my career high. It's just like a, oh, I'm going to show you I'm better off without you energy. You know, that's that, I'm hoping that's what Booker does. At the same time, this shows my fandom because my fandom, you know, if you're in Arizona... And you weren't an Arizona sports fan or born an Arizona sports fan. You have ties to Cali, to Texas, and so on. So my family's from Texas. I know a lot of people are going to hate me immediately after I say this. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh. To be fair, I am a realistic Cowboys fan. Shout out to Houston. We got a good... um... Getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. (laughs) Clear their name real quick. Texas is on the Manicandish podcast. What's up? El Paso, Austin, Dallas, Houston. Hey, all my Cowboys fans, I love y'all. Just know that. But at the same time, we got to be realistic, guys. We got to be realistic. Damn. Uh, we have the ability to be a great team every year. It's just we we never meet the quota. Uh, I always laugh, though, because as a realistic Cowboys fan, I know when ESPN says we're going to go 4-12, and 12, we're going 12-4. and 4. I know when they say we're going 12-4, and 4, we're going 4-12. and 12. I know when they say, oh, well, you know, they're guaranteed to win the division. Now we're going eight and eight. <laughs> we're going eight and eight. And week 17 is a is a game that determines if we're in the wild card or not. Like I I. So with that, I grew up during Romo's prime as a Cowboys quarterback. OK, he always had dating scandals and dating bullshit right before the fucking playoffs. And then he always correlated it to the losses. Exactly, because that's the easiest thing to do when you can't blame the play. You just blame <laughs> the outside of the play. Because as a sports fan, you got to think of every scenario as to why shit went wrong. Because we're a very superstitious group of people. It must have been Kendall. So, so I'm like, fuck, it's Kendall, bro. It's the, it's the, it's the Jenner curse. It's the Kardashian curse. curse. That, like... Tristan Thompson was the only one who won a ring while dating a Kardashian, but look what's happened to him since. He getting caught with a new girl in every city. It's bad. To the point where no one likes him in the NBA no more because of that shit. No one can even pretend to like him in the family anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's embarrassing. I'm telling you, the the Kardashian curse is real in the aspect of sports. So, hoping that 
Even though... Will they learn, though? I don't think so. Because you see the evidence. You see the Kanye. You see... The biggest example for me is... um Something in that pussy, bro. Something's in there. But the biggest example for me is... um What's his name? Chloe's first husband, ex-husband. Scott? No. 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 Oh, oh, Courtney, oh. sorry. Yeah. The, he's a... Scott Disick, right? No, not Scott. Wrong sister. He's a black guy. Oh, shit. Oh, Lamar. Lamar, yeah, Lamar Odom, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he was fucking at, you know, whorehouses and shit. Co- yeah, and like, yeah, out. and it's just like, was the marriage that bad? I do. Some, something is in that water, something's in that uh, skims. And then, like, Kanye is. was like, slavery was a choice, and I'm just like. Hey, well, I will say the 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 Kanye the Kanye uh, documentary kind of helped hone in on that. He, I mean, homie does suffer from a lot of mental shit. He does suffer from bipolar, and I do empathize. But with him. no, I agree. He he was he was a lot more quiet and secluded about that stuff pre Kim. <laughs> yes. Or he he was at least able to control it more. I hate using the word control in that situation, but he was able to control it more. And obviously, he didn't want to take the medication and all that. But, you know, that's what led to some of those outbursts and Kanye Twitter being the best Twitter. Um, I miss Kanye Twitter era. I miss the Abby of the sword in the head. I miss waking up and just... He would stop the world. He would literally stop the world. And and you could tell because when you followed him, he'd be like... Be like... For example, fuck Soldier Boy. Literally. Soldier Boy, call me. So call me Soldier Boy. Screenshot. It'd be like one a.m. and you're like, but, oh, the funniest shit in the past year is him and Pete Davidson, bro. Uh-huh. That was the funniest uh-huh. shit. Skeet, skeet. Like, bro. And Pete is this twink who can't fight. Probably can't even shoot a gun. A racially ambiguous looking dude. Looks like he's every race in the books. He's white, isn't he? He doesn't even know. He even says he doesn't know. He he puts that on the whole, I'm from Staten Island. We all look like this thing. And my dad died in line 11 thing. It's That's his whole bit. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was funny for a bit, but it does get old after. It does get old. I'm like, we all know when your dad died in 9-11. Stop using it as a whole... Hey, that's the thing, though. If, you, if you're going to be a comedian, you got you to gotta laugh through the pain. Gotta, I was watching Dave Chappelle last night, and his thing was uh, when he was first coming up, and doing uh, live mics and shit. Uh, an OG comedian told him, uh, to be a comedian, you first have to be a great actor. <laughs> but, like, so, like, you laugh at that. But, like, when you really think about it, like, what do comedians do? They got to mask their tragedy, tragedy and humor. Yeah, and then they also time everything. There's a lot of timing that they do. Yeah. With their breathing, with their punchlines, to oh, yeah. build you get, something. You get up. down to the science of it. It's yeah, insane. yeah. No, there, there really is an art and science to to being a comedian and timing your jokes and all that. But when it, but there, I I agree with that statement though. Of to be a comedian, you got to be a great actor. You got to be able to hide some shit. I mean, you know, look at Robin Williams. Jesus Christ, rest in peace. Rest in peace, the OG genie. What is is the not to take away from Robin Williams, may he rest in peace, but Will Smith, I heard he's the new genie. He was, yeah, yeah. So they, they, I, Disney needs to stop doing the live remakes. They're not as good as the original. That was my next question. Was it a live action? It was live action. That's going to look terrible. So, I mean, it, it turned out all right. You know, it was okay. A lot of people were making fun of it. I'm imagining it now, what the what the previews were. It looks horrifying. Yeah, no, it, it by no means it wasn't a great movie. And listen, okay, I love Noemi Scott beautiful woman mm-hmm. i that's my dream girl right there to a degree 
seen her since Lemonade Mouth. The real ones know that Disney Channel movie. <laughs> That's where they discovered Noemi Scott. But she was beautiful. Everybody over 25 is like, who the fuck's nah, Naomi nah, Scott? Nah, nah, there's going to be some OGs who know. <laughs> hey, listen, all my sisters grew up in the night. I love all the old school Disney movies. You can't fight with me on any of that. Do you know what Sister Sister is? Fucking <laughs> Were you there for that so Raven? Yes, I was there for that so Raven. <laughs> Phil of the Future, even Stevens. I got you on that. Lizzie okay, McGuire. Okay, 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 okay. You can hang. You're the I'm, 90s I'm, kids. Hey, hey, that's what so the the 03 is like the cutoff of like the borderline nineties kids, I argue. Ninety-six was a cutoff. No, ninety-five. No, my sister was ninety-six. She's on that weird era. She's but she, she an OG too, because our, our other sisters, you know, the, the, I, I grew up with 90s hand-me-downs. <laughs> I was playing with light brights. Uh-huh. Right. Did you have a Polly Pocket? Fuck yeah. <laughs> My sister had a whole fucking suitcase of Polly Pockets. Did you, did you ever come across any Lisa Frank stickers? Oh, man, I got to really think back about that. But I mean, hey, my cousin would come over and we play Game Boy Advance for fucking hours. Now you're getting in the 2000s. The no, but Game era. Game Boy Advance, they're... the the ones that didn't flip. No, so those are the OGs. Yes. Okay. The Game Boy Advance is the ones that did flip. Okay. Even though that was more 2000s, late 90s, the kids who were buying them and rocking them were 90s kids. Yes, I had one. I had several. So I I always resonate with that. Uh, we we're playing <laughs> playing on the OG PlayStation. Did you have a house phone? Yes, I still got a house phone. I still got a house phone number. You know what's crazy? What? I was so I was I was smoking with my dad watching Dave Chappelle, right? Uh-huh. And he's talking about all this old school shit. He brought up yellow books. Oh you remember yellow books, right? Yes. So what year we in twenty twenty two? Yeah. I looked at the house phone in our house and realized there is still six yellow book pages stacked on a fucking little nightstand we got underneath the house phone. Who are you guys calling? The locksmith? We ain't used those yellow books in years. <laughs> Who are you calling? Learner and Rose. Way years, to go. Years. But we still got them. And we still got a house phone. That so is th- funny. If you ever need wood fire and you don't have it, use your yellow books. That's a good point. At the same time, with how vintage stuff is going nowadays, yellow books might be worth something someday. Put a Supreme sticker on it. <laughs> Now I defamed it. Now it's less money. I'm just fine. <laughs> That's crazy, man. See, I, I, I can I can hang with the OGs. I can hang with the 90s kids. I can hold my own at least. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get to, like, Nickelodeon stuff? Love Doug. Keenan and Kale. All right. I'm going a, I'm to a test you because you, you're impressing me. Rugrats, give me all that. There is a movie. All, right, all the 90s kids know this movie. It's about a dog. Mm. A Labrador. Mm. What's it called? Labrador. No. It's called Airbud. No. You, I was asking Labrador to confirm the dog. Yeah. yeah Have you no, seen Airbud? Yeah, I fucking love Airbud. Airbud where he eats the pudding? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. You can hang. All right, no. Airbud was, you know, they started kind of getting a little out there with the newer ones. Like basketball made sense. Volleyball made sense. You know, shit like that. Baseball is a little weird. Okay, who acted? Which which version of the parent trap did you watch? Lindsay Lohan. Okay, cool. Lindsay Lohan. Cool. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, there's two of her? <laughs> we all thought there was two You know what's an OG, uh, I call it 90s Disney, even though it might be released in the 2000s, Double Team. What With- is it, the two basketball yeah, sisters, twins? Yeah, yeah. I love Double Team. Yeah, um, and then there's a Smart House. Smart, yes! 
I used to love when Smart House would come on. I used to get so yes. excited when I would see the previews. Bro, when the OG Halloweens would come back on during oh. during October. Oh man. Hocus Pocus. Hocus. I'm glad they're. I'm glad but scared they're coming out with the remake. I saw that. But at least it's the OG actors. That's. Is it? Yes. So it's Sarah. It's the OG. It's wow. The, it's the OG three. Wow. It's the OG three. That's gonna be good. So it's at least giving me faith. But you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I don't want to claim being a '90s kid, but I can argue. I, I, I can hold my own. It's okay. You want to be in the club? I can it's hold okay. My own. You don't. Even have, though it was out, you don't two- got your little Polaroid baby picture. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I got, I got Rugrats VHSs. I got your Rugrats VHS. I got Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> Fuck with me. What's the sister's name, Kimmy? In Helica? No, the the Japanese. Oh, fuck. In Paris, God her name's Kimmy or something. Oh man, I ain't seen that movie. For, I remember that. I remember finding that movie so weird because fucking having babies and shit and right. that weird scene. Right. But, you remember in the regular, the first Rugrats movie when Tommy was got sick of Dill mm-hmm. and was like, I'm gonna. Bro, that was so intense. Yeah. Okay, you know how like I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, where they talk about like the Disney crossovers, between like Wizards Way we play Sweet Life on Deck and Nickelodeon crossovers, whatever. You know what was the first crazy ass crossover was the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. I That was the cra that and my that was mind boggling. The Wild the Thornberries used to piss me off because like my attention span, I don't have ADHD or anything. But I felt like I did watching that show because you got Darwin going. Yeah, man. Then you got the. You didn't even know it was an NFT, but that monkey. Oh my who god! Who looks like exactly like the NFT of Fuck, the monkey. You just ruined it for me. <laughs> so he's like a nerd, right? Shit. He's spitting all these facts and he's speaking. Yeah, he's, tall, yeah. yeah he, he speaks like that, and then you got the dad who's just a maniac, and then you got well, the sister's a maniac, and then like. Elijah was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just figuring this thing out in Africa. <laughs> it just made me nuts because I'm like, Darwin, shut up. Man, why can't they make stuff like that? Anymore? And like, what what I wish I could watch high right now because I would appreciate it because I hated it back then, but I would appreciate it if I would watch high. Rocket Power. Damn. Rocket Power had so many jokes that I didn't understand. Damn. It had so many, like, it was like, it was like a Hawaiian version of the boondocks. Yeah, I remember all growing up. Yeah. Man, I never really understood that at the time. I was so used to Rugrats. I'm like, oh, they older. You know what ruined all growing up for me? What? Was those, like, when people went, like, when creepypastas were first becoming a thing. When they had, oh, like, they're like Tommy's surprise. Well, no, like the, the Rugrats theory, how like Angelica like thought of everything, like she imagined everything. That's what ruined all grown up for me. Me too. Because as soon as I read that, and that was during like the bath salt zombie face eating era, the spice era. Yeah, when that fucking Florida man ate the dude's face, I'm like, oh my god, the zombies are real. I was like peak 2012, 2013, like we were peak zombie phase. I read that Angelica article, and it ruined all grown up. Creepy pasta is just bad for the youth. I feel like at the same time, it's it's, it's created a lot of good, like not I'm gonna say good, but it's created a lot of cultural impactful things. Were you ever into? Um, I got in a really big, deep rabbit hole of um, alternate reality games. Let's go. And like where it was, a, it was like a trend during the pandemic where. It, TikTokers, certain TikTok accounts would, I don't know how they would do this with editing and all that, but they would make it seem like they were the last person on earth. Yeah. And they'd walk around 
wherever i don't know if they were actually at these places i don't know what they did but they're like help help i'm stuck in another time dimension yeah and i'm just like the fact that this like this like some people are believing this however like young or whatever it's just ridiculous to me it, no, it's definitely crazy for sure. But I mean, some of them are fun, man. I remember I used to believe in a lot of those stories. And then I was like, oh, okay. Did you ever believe in a conspiracy theory to where you're like older now and you're just like cringe? See, I don't cringe about the Mandela effect. I still believe that shit. Okay, do you have a personal, because me too, do you have a person, have you ever found a Mandela effect? Oh my God, Curious George. Curious George, Curious George because one, I looked like Curious George uh-huh. when my head shaved, so that resonated with me. I thought he had a tail. I could have sworn in the in the movies and shows he was swinging for his tail. In but the books, he had a tail. That's what I thought. Monopoly man. That was I loved playing Monopoly as a kid. Uh, fucking uh, Oscar Mayer, Oscar Mayer, Berenstein versus Berenstein. It's always been Berenstein. I'm, I, I I believe in the Mandela effect wholeheartedly. I will Me not too. back down from that. Same Me thing too. with the butterfly effect. I will never back down from those two. Me too. But the weird ones though. Gotta say, probably the weirdest one was believing. Oh man, I just lost it. While you're thinking of that, the one that I cringe at was believing that Beyonce was some sort of demon. <laughs> and that when you played her music backwards, or when you uh, played any. I cringe oh, at the yeah. at the the ones that dig at the end of the world symbolism in mm-hmm. music, like biblical symbolism. Oh, okay. Cr- I cringe because I used to like dig deep into that because I used to be so hardcore Christian mm. when I was little, and then I wasn't like in the choir or anything. I just had really strong beliefs and i like had weird experiences as a kid and i explained it away i'm like this must be god yeah. when it could have been mental illness or something <laughs> yeah so so my cringy ones were uh like any sort of illuminati belief yeah or like people were being controlled or whatever like there'd be like okay look at this celebrity's interview and you see at exactly two minutes and 32 seconds he blanks out for about five seconds we believe that was a malfunction and he's actually being controlled he is actually a spawn he's a decoy i'm like okay bro. and i'm not laughing at you i'm just laughing at the at like it's amazing because like at what point did you realize like oh my god like i really believe that see like okay i one i was like wow i was really stupid but then you you know see shit that's coming out nowadays about your favorite celebrity and you're like hey that could still be true right. <laughs> you never know was the whole epstein thing a shock to you being 20 because like someone who was 45 when they found out they were kind of like wait a minute are you sure as if people who are younger hey. they were like definitely he was doing that hey, shit. put 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 epstein up there in the controversy with cosby you got a lot of people who grew up watching the cosby show or were around knowing bill cosby is that great person who did a lot of donations for hbcus walk with mlk all that stuff that there's a lot of people who remember that cosby and they will they 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 hate and find it a hard time to believe that he is who he really was and that he was doing all that stuff during that time. Mm-hmm. It's it's shocking to people when you grew up or were so familiar with someone 
that like you find out something bad about them, and you're like, nah, dude, like it can't. Like, the, like I again bringing back Dave Chappelle, like the Mike, when he joked about the Michael Jackson stuff. That I was gonna ask you about that. So go so, on. So like, Michael Jackson, everyone believes, hey, uh, you know, greatest pop artist, king of pop, all that. And this is like ex- people's love for Michael Jackson is extreme. Like you got people fainting at concerts. Fainting, and I went through a Michael Jackson phase after he was dead. I fell in love with him after he was dead. Oh, remember, and even- when they, remember when they put him on Just Dance with the glove? Were you around during his funeral? Did you remember that? Yep, I remember watching it. Do you remember they shut down the whole L.A. freeway yep. for this man? And I remember that's when he named his kids, like, Pillow and some shit. And I was like, Blanket. <laughs> Blanket, yeah. I was like, Fair. okay, maybe this man was a little weird. But... I... I'm just gonna come out right and say I believe he did it. Oh, I, I, I think he did too, but Dave Chappelle's joke is hilarious. Macaulay Culkin said he never got touched. <laughs> and he, in Dave Chappelle's special, he said, as a joke... If I were a child molester, Macaulay Culkin would be the first guy, the first kid I'd go to, like joking around and shit. Uh-huh. Fucking funny as shit, but you're like that kind of makes sense. Like if, if you're hanging out with Macaulay Culkin, why didn't you? That probably just got me canceled. But why? Like no, and it's just like we have to have these conversations because it's like. There's a lot of like tiptoeing around conversations, tiptoeing around certain words, whether it's about. For example, trans, because I've been, I had to put out a whole episode called Cancel Me Now, because this is what I've said, this is what I've thought in the past, this is how I used to feel in the past about yeah. a certain issue. You can cancel me now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Well, I, so, I feel like at least when it comes to celebrities or artists of any sort, uh, if you are mature enough to separate the art from the artist then you can still listen to their music, watch their movies, whatever. So R. Kelly. That's that's always what's brought up, right? That's always what's brought up, especially right now. I have a you, friend. Okay, listen. What he did, horrendous. Horrendous. Horrible. I still have R. Kelly in my playlist. He are, Me fucking too. I like Bump and Grind Old School. I'm going to sing Ignition Remix Till I Die. Till I Die. He's got all these... Hey, same girl, great fucking song. Same girl. Uh, but... Separate the art from the artist. Yeah. I fucking... His music is amazing. You can't deny it. Not many people are beating that man in the verses. All of Aaliyah's songs. Every song that man made was amazing. But then you you figure out what he did and you're like, man, uh, yeah, that guy's fucked up. Yeah, he deserve, He probably deserves more than 30 years. Probably. Most people would probably say definitely and I agree with them too. But you can't tell me them songs ain't fire. They're fire, but at the same time, I'm not like free R. Kelly. Yeah, no, exactly. You know no, he, he deserves to be. He deserves to be where he is. Yeah, and this is a different example, different crime, different degree of crime. But I'm over here screaming free Young Thug, but he probably shouldn't be free. Yes, and so that's again separate the art from the, the artist. But it doesn't help that nowadays uh, people are using art to uh, use as evidence against the artist. <laughs> Uh, yeah free free thugger free gunna um i wrapped hercules the other day and i was like oh yeah they're going to jail should they be hey once hey hey you don't want to get caught with the rico you're screwed man you're, you're screwed, screwed. You're so screwed. and when it comes to the rico element hey they got they were following you for when it comes 10 to plus the years feds, you're screwed. they were following you for 10 years they got mountains and mountains of evidence on you you're fucked but you tell me i'm still not gonna listen to him. hell i'm of course i'm gonna listen to his damn music 
that song digits hits a little different now. But yeah, <laughs> well, I saw something where uh, it was some sort of meme or you know something on TikTok where it was like on Lil Durk's uh, Deluxe, like the first song on his Deluxe, he said like, this shit is all cap, blah, blah, blah. And then someone was like, yeah, like the prosecutors are gonna believe that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you you next, man. <laughs> like, like, Who do you think hypothetically is next? Or could be next based on their current lyrics and current, the way they move? Cause like, now that I look back, Young Doug, was spending a lot, like yeah. like XXX, showing off a lot of money, like being accused of this and this and that. And like, unfortunately, I believe like, I believe rappers or anyone successful, once they get their success, once they get their money, they should not return to where they came from because it's just dangerous. But because hey, so, sometimes you can take the, you know, the dude out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the dude. Hood mentality stick, will bring you down. I mean, at the hustler's mentality, at least, you know, how, how they view it. It's just, it's, you just got to keep finding ways to make money. And a lot of people have gotten smarter nowadays where, you know, they actually invest and do all that once they get money. Yeah. But to like, some of those people who grew up like that, they don't know no better. They don't. And, like, where I grew up, nobody, if if I have to be poor, you have to be poor, too. That's where I come from. Mm. Like, there was this girl, we called her BMW because she had a BMW. <laughs> she worked, whether, I don't care how she got that BMW, it was her car. Okay. Because of the people in the neighborhood, because they didn't have nice things, she left that BMW out a little too long in the driveway mm. one day. They fucked her shit up. Because, only because it was a BMW. Not yeah. because she did something bad. Yeah. Not because she pissed someone off. Not because she bought drugs from the wrong person. Mm. It's because she had a nice thing. Mm. Damn. I don't know how many times my home's been burglarized and all my toys have been snatched. Because my friend who lived down the street saw me get my spare key and then just robbed me for all my shit. shit like kids where i grew up from like kids like especially like a, around someone like me like i didn't understand kids who didn't have because yeah. i always had yeah. i had everything handed to me and then we went bankrupt and then we lost everything overnight so i kind of got it but even still i still bounced back like yeah. i'm i'm Worse than that kid who had everything handed to her. I'm spoiled as hell. It's ridiculous. If I want to go anywhere tomorrow, I can go. It's yeah. just, it's just like, do I want to? Do I want to? It's like, how far am I willing to go to manipulate? Hey, <laughs> I know that about myself, and I know that about my uncle and my mom, and I know it's bad to the me and my mom are. So really financially intimate as to where we know each other's balances. Hey, damn, that's good, though. It's a little toxic. Yeah. It's a little... Boundaries? Can we have yeah, some... Yeah, that's true. I don't think that's a true. child should know what's in their mother's financial portfolio. I mean, I, I think yeah. that's a little private. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I feel like because she does... She pays her half the rent, but it's just like... Because she does that, I feel like she should have, not a say, but if she has some questions, like, hey, like, why are you asking me for 500 bucks? Don't you have a job? Yeah. And I hit her with the, well, I had to, 
do this, but in reality, I'm a spoiled brat, like, hey, and I knew I could go to Ross and fuck around with that five hundred dollars and mean, try to explain it away later exactly. when my bills do. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, like you said, you got access to her bank. You're like, hey, I know how much you got in there. You can you can chunk a five over to me. <laughs> Well, how well, how you're rolling? That five only mean that don't, don't mean nothing to you. Jesus Christ! And uh, and it's funny because I look at her, I look at her, I'm like, you get paid ten racks a month. Man, must be nice. <laughs> I'm like, you get paid. She gets paid more now. Must be nice. Shout, shout out, mom. Shout out, mom. Thanks for staying at your job for 27 years. I could not do it, but you are my hero. And to all the people who just sighed after hearing 10K a month, don't worry, I'm with you. We'll get there one day. Jesus Christ, dude. We'll get there one day. One time, she just came home. No, she met up with me for dinner, and I'm like, what's that? She's like, oh, it's my new purse. It's a Gucci purse. (laughs) And I'm like, the fact that you can do these things, but you just choose not to. See, that's just crazy. I feel like I'm a J. Colet. When I get when I get some bad, what's something that like people think would think you would fix or you would buy? Like J Cole with his teeth, but he didn't do it. Oh, I gotta fix this. Oh, for me, it's my house. I love my house. It's a fucking phenomenal house. I don't care how much money I have in my bank account. I'm keeping that house. That is my childhood home. Mm. Been there since a youth. Mm. Since I was out the womb. Really. That that I I'm my family owns that house. Okay. I'm hoping that one day that house gets put in my name. Okay. I'll never get rid of that. I will gladly live in that house for the rest of my life, no matter how many zeros are in the bank account. Okay. Whether that's two, because I got no dollars, <laughs> or just keep going, whatever. For me, it's I will never throw out the last of a joint or the last of a roach. Hey, roach, because, roach lives matter, man. Because I will put whatever nug. Even if it's just a little nug, you could. Hey, I'm hitting it in the bowl. Build a skeleton. Exactly, because I come from a time. Shit. I come from a time where I would fiend. I used to get high off one hit when I was thirteen. Oh damn! Those were the days oh, where yeah, you just hold nice. it in the longest you can. That was nice. And you get high off one hit, you'd be high from first from the bus to like lunch. You'd cheap. be high. Oh yeah, you'd be high off a Nick sack for like a month. And then, like, those were the days. Those were the days you had no tolerance or nothing. Hey, there's, hey to all the smoke, there's nothing wrong with Frankensteining some roaches, all right? Nothing. I, weed like, is weed. Like, it, I remember those mornings where I used to come to my friend's house and be like, you got, you got a blunt? No. You got anything? No. And you got the money, and it's like, no one's picking up. Mm. And it's just like, we got a roach. She's like, let's put it in the gravity bomb. Yeah. Fucking like, hey. you got a whole ass, hey. big ass hit from one roach. When, and like, you're all high. When there's a will, there's, there's a, a way. way. If you want to get high, you'll do what you need to get high. All right. You got any, you got any like weird hacks to, to light something when you don't have a lighter? I mean, we are in Arizona. We could just literally let that shit bake. Um, but... Ah, uh, fuck. I've seen a lot of weird... I've, I've seen the ghettoist of the ghetto. What? I the, have something for you. Them, you remember them old school light bulbs with the wires in it and shit? Yup. Use that bitch to spark it. Me? I use the... the okay, I pretend like I'm making toast with the toaster. You use the fucking spark of the toast? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 And then one time... It's the same shit like how any Hispanic man over the age of 30 can open a bottle using anything. I can open a bottle with my teeth. 
I mean, you just got some strong chompers. That's, Jesus that's all that comes down to. This guy in college made me stop. He's like, you're going to rip open your neck arteries. Stop. That too. So ever since he put that visual in my head, I was like, I'm not doing it. But yeah, no, hey, when there's a will, there's a way. You got to light some shit, light some shit. I wouldn't be surprised with the heat we got if someone used a little magnifying glass to get that bitch sparked. My aunt, who did a bit in prison, she told me she used to light women's cigarettes with the bobby pin, a light socket, and a cotton ball. God damn. She's just like, I would just... That's some OG shit. Yeah, like, like, prison is its own world. Hey, prison was the first five-minute hacks can't tell me otherwise there do you are you on prison talk no okay i'm on like prison chef talk where they make the spread and they make like the glories out of like creamer and ice from (laughs) thanks to my dad he told me that taco bell bit off the frito burritos from prison they did yes I feel so wrong because I bought a Frida burrito all the time whenever but I did the dispensary. Hey, the people who serve time and can understand or know the Frito burritos, you know. You always got your little bag of Fritos. You get your, whatever your burrito was that day or whatever you can make. Throw some throw some Fritos in there. Get some crunch. Get some flavor. Have you heard texture. of the spread? Yes. Have you ate it? No. I'm afraid to eat it. I don't think I would allow myself to. Noodles, cheese, and pickles? No, I say I'm just not a pickles person. I'm not... A yeah. pickles and cheese person. And I'm a little lactose, not going to lie. I'm just going to... That sounds just awful. Being lactose is horrible. I think we're all secretly lactose. Oh, well, I, I am more than others. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> can't, so can't enjoy anything now. Any other more insights on shyness? I will say that I just... It's been a week since the concert. I just... Got over the. What if I stayed? Oh, well, hey, hey, nothing wrong with taking your time to get over stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, re- rejection and all that. Nothing wrong with taking your time to get over it as long as you know you're going to bounce back better. That's, that's, that's the bit. I mean, it's just that no regrets lifestyle. lifestyle. That, no that, regrets. The nonchalant lifestyle, shit like that. It's just. If you put out a certain energy in the world, you're going to get that energy back. If you sit in there being shy and nervous, you're not going to attract anyone because what's what's going to if you like, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you're a shy person and you're secluded, but you want to be around people, you're not going to attract that because it's not what you are. That's not what you're being. You are what you eat. You are what you, you know, it's like that. You attract all that stuff. So, you know, you give off that false bravado for to a certain level, throw on some confidence. Maybe you rocked a cologne, did your hair. Maybe you just got back from the gym or you're in the gym, you know, use whatever confidence boosting stuff you could do to help yourself. Hey, put it on the line. Shoot that shot. Game seven. Three seconds left. Game seven. Got to sink it. If not, you got next year. No worries. So, ladies, what I want you to do is I want you to put your big girl panties on. Ladies, shoot your shot. Oh shoot your shot. Take, take some pressure off the fellas, please. You heard it here first from a straight man. Take, oh, man. I'm telling you, if if... You're a female, or really just anyone who's attracted to guys. I'm letting you know right now, guys are not used to being hit on, unless they're in the 1% of beauty, all right? Mm. Guys are not used to being hit on, because societally, we've had to be the ones who hit on women. So, it don't matter how you look as a girl, how you feel, your confidence, ego, whatever. If you go up and shoot your shot at a guy, 
or you, you DM him instead of like his story and wait for him to, you know, respond <laughs> or to hit you up. If you make the first move verbally with a guy, he is that much more into you because you went for him. Oh, because we're like, oh, my God, they, they want us. They me, this weird motherfucker that I, they want me. And that's free game, ladies. Oh, that's that that's free. That's the freest of games. Like that that, the freest. Of games. Ju- that's just goes for everyone, man. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Don't stop living with the unknown when it comes to you know certain things. There there is nothing wrong with being shy, but if you're having frustrations and it boils down to your shyness, hey, make sure you put your best fit on. Go make some moves. Yes, a great outfit. Really does make a difference uh, every, in the way you feel, the I, way you walk, the way you stand. Bro, I got into an argument last night with this girl. I was cleaning my shoes. And uh-huh. I put on my, my Snapchat story at the time. Uh-huh. I was like, it is now a prerequisite in my love life that I need a woman who's going to clean her shoes with me. Uh-huh. We're going to take the time cleaning the shoes together. The laces. Cleaning everything. Everything. Leave it outside. This put girl the, Put the spray on This it. girl swiped up and said... Why would you do that? They're just shoes. And oh. I almost had a heart attack. Because to anyone who's a sneakerhead or gives a fuck about how they look, shoes are not just shoes. shoes They're not. Shoes are a part of your personality. They're not. You can assume how people are because of their shoes. Yeah. And I dive deep on it. I, I, I Oh, I'll, I'll pull these texts up right now. I dive deep on this shit. I think that shoes determine more about you than people realize. And that's just because, of, you know, I'm a sneakerhead of myself. So I posted that shit. She swiped up and said, just buy a new pair. And I said, nah, there's something about keeping shoes for a long time and keeping them clean for as long as you can. Like, it almost tells me how, you, like, if you have your life together and who you are. <laughs> and then she was like, felt that understandable. And I'm like, yeah, it's like if you get your shoes dirty and buy a new pair, it's nothing, like, like it's nothing. It almost tells me that you give up easily and have no problem moving on from one thing to the other. You got commitment issues. <laughs> If you just buying new shirt shoes because they got dirty, fuck you. You you ain't loyal. Fuck that. <laughs> and then so then she was like, but they're just materialistic. And I'm like, fuck you. And I was like, whereas you keep your shoes like if you keep your shoes for a long ass time, you keep them clean for as long as you pay, uh, as long as you can. I feel like you got your shit together. I feel like you ain't afraid to get dirty and you know down for someone. That means you you in for the long run. You ain't afraid to get the the elbows dirty, the elbow grease, all that stuff. You are comfortable with putting in the work you got your shit together you in for the long run you're a loyal person you down all right i got scuffed up time to heal that bitch let me, let me get some let me get some dish so you know bleach <laughs> whatever you got to use to clean them shoes especially when you have like especially when it's something that is very nice with its detail like i have these air forces but like the lace trim is i mean the 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 Instead of cotton, it's a it's a silk. Okay. Um, on the inside, I don't know what it's called, but it's silk material mm-hmm. instead of like leather and cotton, and it's coral, and it's got like a, an off, just a slightly off shade, Nike print on the front where it kind of looks like a Gucci bag. I'll show okay. You. Okay. So it's like, it's like those little nuances really make a difference. Yeah, man. But it's like if you you're right if you don't. I think it goes not just with shoes, but like for me, it's bad. Your appearance, yeah. yeah your hygiene, like how, how you present yourself. We we're a very assumption based culture. We we love to presume and all that shit. We we love we love all that. So 
your hygiene and your appearance is often going to have people initially assume how you are as a person, how you look, if you got your shit together or not. That's just kind of how we operate. So if you got some good hygiene and some good style, you already fought half the battle. Uh-huh. If, you know, you're out here wearing, you know, some, some sweatpants and just, you know, any old tee, kind of hurting yourself a little bit. There are some pretenders, though. You get to their house and it's a mess. That too, that too. Uh, or they turn the camera ever so slightly and you see hey. a, you see a bed with no sheets. Hey, I'm not going to lie though. Every, every guy out there, they got the chair. <laughs> they got the chair. They got the chair of laundry. It's I'm, it's I'm one of them. My room is spotless, but that damn chair. <laughs> it's, that, it's the same chair too. It's the chair he tells you to bend over on. It's that on. old leather chair that you can, yeah. you, that, that can recline. <laughs> that you can just like, when you sit in it, you can feel the age. You, and you can, you, you're just like, wait, is something wrong? Like, you know when something's off? Is there an extra crack in here? Oh, yeah, no, man. Everyone, every man's got their chair. But <laughs> they they never get rid of the chair until they get a girlfriend. Because that's, that's, they're like, oh, damn, now I got to stay on top of my game 24-7. But no, that that is a big thing. Hygiene, keeping yourself put together, all that stuff. That all helps build confidence. What all helps you to getting away from that shyness. That's, that's the big thing. You gotta gotta find a way to to get away from the shyness. Go out there and be a bold person. Be a little more extroverted than introverted. Nothing wrong with being an introvert, but you gotta be an extrovert if you want someone to be in your life. Mm. You got you gotta make a move here and there. So. And let's leave one with that, because that was fire. <laughs> Appreciate that. That was, I, I felt that. I'm just like, I, I can tell all the ladies, when, ooh, my audience is 90% women, 23 to 27. Hey. And then it's men. Hey, I'm glad I, I'm glad you, you allowed me to come on here today. Thank you for coming. I Thank have... you for providing free game. I mean, like, you changed my life. Now hey. I'm going to just shoot my shot. It's just, you know, again. Because, like, I have... Stop, stop living with the unknown. Yeah. Shoot your shot. <sighs> Lace them up. I mean, break up with your girlfriend because I'm going to shoot my shot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. This is the Man Candace podcast. I don't know how you girls deal with me. I don't know how you men listen to me. What's up, everyone from Tinder? I know this is awkward. <laughs> But uh, is it fair to say I use Tinder for content? Maybe. But I had fun. I think after 5,000 likes, potential matches or whatever it's called, I'm over it. I'm okay. over it. I'm, 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 I'm over. To let you guys in on a little thing, my bio in Tinder says, can you keep up? <laughs> the answer is no. And the... <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. And and what what most people don't know is that it's lyrics from "Lose My Breath" by Destiny's Child. But I'm just going with it because it sounds so slutty, and it works. Oh, so if you need if you need a Tinder bio, can put Destiny Child lyrics. Can you keep up? And put a little emoji that you like to smoke. Put your zodiac sign, and you'll. Hey, shout out Aries gang! <laughs> shout out fire signs! Yes. Shout out Leo gang! It is almost Leo season. It is a full moon tonight. Make sure you check that out. 
it sure says turn my at, phone off then. Yeah, it says don't at the 5 a.m. Don't the crazy it's, texting. Yeah, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> the my shit's the, on DMV. I just charged my crystals and <laughs> I... Just, hey, hey, I'm going to check my car right now if any of them bitches are in there. Have you found a crystal in your car? Thank the Lord I have not. But I've dealt with crystal women. Oh, God. I had a friend who was really into that and I had to get away because these people, you almost think they're smoking the crystal. Because they're just like, this rose quartz. I'm like, you couldn't pass science, but you're naming all of these fucking <laughs> rocks. Like, they're, like, they, like they have some type of healing properties. What do they heal? Give me the results. Oh, I man. need results. Hey, what I say, though, if it's from the earth, it helps you know you're worth <laughs> But if it's a chemical reaction, is it even from the earth? <laughs> hey, that, hey, we'll piggyback off that. I'll make one up right now. If it's from a lab... It will leave you dead and your family sad. Oh. Bars. Stop doing bars. <laughs> bars. Stop doing fentanyl. Fetty Man, gang. The, fetty fentanyl. gang will never be a thing. Stop shit. trying to make it a thing. I see you motherfuckers on Twitter trying to promote this lifestyle of death. It's hey, not man, cute. Hey, for at least the Arizona people, since I'm born in Ray A, stay away from A. Don't stop. Listen, I understand some people just trying to make a living by selling drugs and shit, but... If you're going to buy some stuff, make sure you buy it from a trusted source or you just buy it from the, the, the dispo. The fentanyl shit in Arizona has been getting crazy, man. Testing kits. We need testing I've, kits. I've, These I've lost a lot of loved ones and family members because of that. So be um, for real, be be careful who I'm, you get your shit from. I prepare myself. I have a family member that uses fentanyl every day and I prepare myself every day, almost every year to let their son know, hey, your mom died of yeah. an overdose. Okay. I have. We're going to have to... We've prepared ourselves because with this person, you always have to have hope. But, like, they're so far into it. And it's like you only get so many chances in life. They've been through prison. Mm -hmm. They've been through treatment after treatment after treatment. And it's just, like, that thing Mm -hmm. is just so down. It makes them so sick. And it's, it's it's hard to see it. As what it is is a sickness. Yeah, and then that's the thing is because you're mad as hell at the person too. Addiction's just wild, man. There's, yeah. there's no real way to solve or cure addiction. Every person's different. Every person's different, and that's I feel like when it comes to at least the fentanyl addictions or the overdoses that have spawned from that, you know, it's it's tough because that's you know that's borderline hitting you know the toughest of the tough when it comes to the drugs out there in the world, or at least the most dangerous. Yeah. And the drugs out there in the world. On my way to Buffalo Exchange, I passed by a couple of Circle Katie's, a couple of QT's on Indian School. I see a lot of young faces with the polar pop, with the mm-hmm. with the with the dirty they're homeless. Yeah, basically. They're they're high. And like I don't know if you've ever seen like Tales from the Streets. I'll show you after this, but I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's this guy who goes on twenty seventh Avenue at night and he interviews prostitutes Uh and he interviews people on blues and perks and fentanyl Uh and he kind of just like he's got he's doing amazing work because i hope because what bothers me and i'll end with this what bothers me is that midterms are coming up for the local elections none of these potential people are none of them the democrat the independent the republican none of them are talking about the fentanyl crisis we have no no the what are you going to do about Any, it? Anything that is going to make the rich richer, they will try to hide for as long as they can. 
I'll be damned if we become LA. We're not going to do that. I'll be fucking... Da- Have you seen that? Yeah, no, it's been wild over there. And they're just... they The homeless are just doing... And it's fentanyl. And, and while we're out of shout out Seattle, though, you got every drug legal over there. That's <laughs> That's another thing. Or, Oregon is crazy. Oregon has... And that's why they have the biggest homeless population. And then... Suicide rates up over there. Really? That's, that's the highest suicide rate over there. Oregon? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Or at least Seattle specifically. But I might be wrong. Uh-huh. I got to go to the Carfax for it. But This is why we need a, a Jamie on the show. Yeah. I need my own little Googler. <laughs> yeah. And but we give him a fancy I'm pretty title. sure Seattle's up there in suicide rate. Like per population or per capita, whatever they do. I'm pretty sure, you know, that Oregon area, because of all the rain... And usually, so you know, rain with sadness, and then you get the drugs mixed in. It's it's, it's maybe the elevation too in the woods. Yeah, a little I don't bit. Know. Maybe. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's why Arizona is beautiful, though. We don't we don't really get much of that rain. Maybe it's vampires. Hey, I'd argue anyone from AZ or the West Coast. We're the few people out in the world that love rain. Most of the other people who have four seasons uh, don't like rain. <laughs> You notice we haven't been getting a monsoon season. No, it, it's come. It it's it's comes in spurts. We'll get it for like two days, and then it'll stop for three weeks. Like we won't have a. But full we. Week. When's the last time we had a full on ass haboob where it's like, oh shit, I gotta pull over. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has been a minute for one of those. Man, I kind of miss it though. It's fun. I love. It's I, fun. I love when Arizona decides. I to love get the some, like, smell weather. in the air. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh man, I've had this belief for the longest time. If you're from AZ. You know the smell of rain. You know, yeah. and you're smelling it right now. Yeah, did you see outside mm-hmm. for earlier? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that, I, that smell was tingling in my nose hairs. That's, you know the smell of rain. And people were like, oh, why? No, no, you know if, hey, you know it. It's got a little bit of like a nickel and copper scent Yeah, to it's it. got like a, kind of like <laughs> blood a little bit, but like very The blood. iron from, yeah, yes. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Shit. I'm just being dramatic. Oh, I said blood on purpose because I was gonna get a reaction. Oh man! I'm not a comedian. Don't laugh at me. I'm not funny. Don't encourage me. This is the Manic Candace podcast. If you like to sponsor the podcast at the beginning, middle, and end, email me at info at mdmaq.com. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Daniel on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Oh uh, yes, my Instagram's gomi11. That's G O M E Y eleven. Boom. Follow me on Instagram at the Manic Candace Podcast and at MDMAQ. Tomorrow, we're continuing the schedule of two episodes per day. This one was a special one. Gave you over... Where are we at? A lot of editing in this one, maybe. Two hours and 20 minutes. God damn. So, you guys are good. That's as long as the new Thor movie. Shout out to Jessica from West Hollywood. Can't wait for you to make your plans. Hopefully, you're listening to me at the gym. Did you go to the gym today? Hey, you better get your ass to the gym. No days off. No days off. And no bad days, right? Damn right. All right. Well, I bid you adieu, everybody. We'll come back tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank you.